Welcome to Slasher I Hardly Know Her, except uh, I know we haven't even started playing the theme song music yet, so this is weird. There you go. Christmas it up. That's exactly why we are having this little announcement here. If you are a regular listener and you were expecting to hear what should be on the rotation, Micah, do you remember? You know, some stuff and some things. I don't know. We don't remember what show is supposed to be on the rotation because, uh, you know, we're busy folks. But we do know that you're not going to hear it this week because we decided to take a pause from the regular rotation and do something kind of Christmassy for the month of December. So we're going to have two Christmas episodes that will kind of jump in the middle of the other episodes. So... Dude, I'm so hopped up on Christmas spirit and Christmas cheer right now. It's ridiculous. We couldn't help ourselves, right? I mean, I'm wearing we were elf just shoes. Absolutely. And the, I, in addition to the normal elf clothing he wears, he actually has the shoes on this time. So, yeah, we're watching Gremlins. We watched Gremlins, so you pretty good chance you have seen it. Uh, we have a very special guest for a family Christmassy uh, edition of Slasher. Speaking I hardly clean. know her. And if I keep talking, maybe Micah will let me just sign off, and you can listen to the episode. No, you don't get to sign off yet, Alex, because I have questions. Because I made a critical error when we recorded this Gremlins episode. I forgot to do something very important, which was to talk about the news of the year that Gremlins came out in 1984. Oh, my God. This is like the (laughs) worst case scenario. This is... I have to put up with Wallaby... You wallaby, uh, uh, you have to put up with news of the year. So, Alex, in 1984, when Gremlins came out, um, in Richmond, California, mm-hmm. the neighbors of 70-year-old, 71-year-old Alice Ritchie took her to court in an effort to halt her nonstop lawn watering. Ritchie had been watering her lawn every day, all day, rain or shine, for over a year. Her yard turned into a swamp, and the runoff was damaging the foundations of neighboring homes, causing algae to grow on driveways. The court ordered a flow restrictor put on her water line, limiting her to 500 gallons a day. Richie never explained why she felt a need to water so much. So my question for you, Alex, is how many gallons of water did 71-year-old Alice Richie use in a day? Uh, 637 million gallons. (laughs) There's not that much water <laughs> in the universe. Uh, uh, okay. All right. Neat. It was tw- 20,000 gallons of water daily. Ah, uh, I see. I went. 20,000. I went a little high. Can you believe that? I All right. Well, here's high. another one for you. Okay. All right. Buckle up. Mm-hmm. Charles Gonsolin of mm-hmm. Los Angeles pursued a Canadian woman he had met on the internet across the Canadian border on foot in February of 2005. Right, this is 1984, but tie-in, just hang on. True. From North Dakota, heading for the bus station in Winnipeg, he couldn't legally cross the border, uh, border because of a crime he had committed in 1984. Uh-huh. He had no experience with sub-zero temperatures. When police picked him up just inside Canada, he was disoriented, and he had such frostbite that he lost 10 fingers and most of his toes. Good but boy. he said later, it was all worth it for me. It's the difference between sitting around, dreaming about things, and going out and getting them. I know my life is complete. He was scheduled for deportation as soon as he recovered, and the pair still haven't met. The woman lives in Montreal, suburb uh, Winnipeg, 
1,400 miles from Winnipeg, so he wasn't even close. My question for you is how many miles and for how many hours did the lovelorn Charles Gonsolin walk? Uh, an hour and five minutes. How many miles do you think he went? I think he went, you know, a third of a mile, like 0.3. If the facts are correct in this news story, Charles Gonsolin walked 75 miles for 100 hours going for his internet love. Wow, that's awesome. And she wants nothing to do with it. Uh, I don't know if they ever even met. I don't even know if she knows that this happened. Do you All know? know is do you know Charles what is happy? Do you it know what the crime? Do you know what the crime was in 1984 that kept him from going over the border? Well, I, I don't know, and the story doesn't mention it. But I'm assuming it had something to do with the town of Kingston Falls, maybe. Maybe he was caught up in some gremlin shenanigans. Maybe he was a gremlin. I don't know. It's very possible. Ah, wow. Well, this has been great. This has been uh, a phenomenal thing. You wasted everybody's time, made the episode longer, and made me have to do more editing. So thanks, dude. Yes. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Merry Christmas. Guys, this is a great Merry episode. Christmas. I'm sorry it's not the one you guys uh, intended to listen to. I promise we'll get to that one. It'll come in January. It's already recorded. It's ready to go. But uh, we wanted to do some Christmas things, not some traditional Christmas things. So you'll also get uh, to hear what the next movie we're doing is for the Christmas season. And it is a little out there. So uh, enjoy the episode, and we will see you... Uh, you know, we won't see it all. Bye. <laughs> this podcast used to be about horror movies. That's how, that's how we started it. Uh, welcome, Slashophiles, to another edition of Slasher I Hardly Know Her. It's the show where all the commercials are fake, all the all the opinions are real, all the commercials are fake, all the coughing is from Alex. I'm speaking of, he's my co-host, where is he? I'm here, and... Was that you uh, coughing up a furball, I heard? Yes, but once again... The listener at home, because of my professional nature, will not have heard uh -huh. that and will not know what you're you're referring to. Uh, so only I got to hear the hacking in my ear. The listener didn't get to hear that. Does our the guest also hear the coughing? The guest was able to hear the coughing, just so you Lucky know. you. <laughs> I heard a right. wild hacking. Yeah. Hey, so there's our special here. guest. All right. Uh, the voice from behind the curtain is none other than our very special guest today. His name is Mr. Brian Sheehan. He is the host of TV and Movie Trivia, a pod. It's a podcast, TV, movies, formerly TV and Trivia for pod, uh, but now he's got movies in there. Uh, if you haven't heard of him, it's because you've been living under a rock. Please welcome to the show, Brian Sheehan. Guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to do this. I think we said it before, the crossover event of the year. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Century, I'd say. 
no one would disagree with that. Uh, we're going to be talking about 1984's Gremlins today. And this is our squeaky clean Christmas special. So, you know, we're going to be minding our P's and Q's, and you're going to be hearing a lot of jingle bells. Who knows what's in store? <laughs> it's just only jingle bells. It's the a only thing we've cleared bells. for this particular episode. <laughs> Guys, we it's are. It's a low budget affair. We are recording this, I guess, pretty early here. I did hear my first Christmas song of the season yesterday. Oh, yeah. What was it? What was it? Feliz Navidad. (laughs) My wife, her most hated Christmas song is that Mariah Carey one. I think it's called All I Want for Christmas is You, something like that. Wow. What? Oh, she's she's in trouble. Literally, if you want to upset her, just sing that song. (laughs) Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, that's like a. I mean, that's like the sound of Christmas now. That's the soundtrack to Christmas. Is you can't have Christmas. Now. I definitely prefer like the happy '50s sound in Christmas songs. I swear, some of those haunting, somber songs like "Silent Night." Uh, why? Why Christmas should be happy? And it's like uh, those are the ones I can't dig either. Uh, "Silent Night," uh, you know, uh, "Silver Bells," and if it's too slow. I, I like why bother? Absolutely. <laughs> I want it to all sound worst. like Michael J. Fox playing Johnny B. Gibbs. I invite all Christmas music. Uh, oh, that's good all stuff. All right, so let's talk that's a little bit stuff. about our movie, and then we're going to talk to our guest and get to know a little bit about Brian because we've been on his show, but he has not been on ours, so we get to grill him today. We're going to start the interrogation shortly. Brian, how long? How many? How many times have we been Let's on your see, show? We did Two the office, which was again maybe oh, we discussed was this. Was oh, that a was right. that a Christmas one? We I feel like it was, but we've never you know I even yeah. thought about this. There last is a party night. when Daryl falls on that table. Was there was there eggnog? But I can't remember if there's eggnog. So there was that office one, you guys did Temple of Doom and uh-huh. Gremlins. And Gremlins, wow, three times. That is right. Yeah, it says Daryl falling through the table at the holiday party. So, okay. I guess, yeah, I guess so. There you two, go. two Christmas episodes for you guys. Look at us. Look at us go. And we picked look a good one that. this time. This is, yeah, it's definitely a Christmas party. I'm looking at the the uh, uh, gif or jif, depending on who you are right now. It's definitely a Christmas party. No. <laughs> All right. I We've thought got that's a the way how you do. I thought that's how you pr- uh, pronounce. Yeah, I thought that's how you said like presents under the tree. I thought you were saying gifts or gifs under the tree. Ah, I thought that was. I, I could I didn't know what you were referring to there it. for a second. And well, let me ask you this: since you are a guest, we want to know more about you. Do you have any special gifs on your wish list this uh, season? Any uh, any special gif you're looking for? <laughs> Uh, there is nothing, uh, really that I can think of on my list. Uh, I, I feel like I have everything, uh, everything I need. Uh, I, I might need a new back scratcher. Okay. Okay. <laughs> a new back scratcher. Do they still make back scratchers? Is that a thing? I, oh, yeah, I my wife got me one recently. They are. It's on my coffee table. I love it. They're pretty nice. Oh. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I was reading a text that was really good news, so uh, I, I missed the lessons. I'll be honest. I'm just being honest, guys. I'm just being honest. I, I missed lessons. Well, what kind of good news did you get? Uh, my child is going to bring my mother home for the holidays. So, oh. guys, it's a Christmas miracle. Nice. 
Oh, man. I bet they have the wackiest adventure on the way. <laughs> Trains, planes, and automobiles. I just watched it last night for the first time start to finish. <laughs> it, it was phenomenal. Yes, but planes, trains, automobile style. Um, what else do you have? Uh, uh, is Black Sheep? No, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy's a good across, across America kind of, you know, getting home sure sure yeah that's a good one all right so micah get us on track dude is micah here I, i'm here <laughs> let's get back on that track did, you, did right. you, you fade out you're like you know what alex is on it is on a rant i'm gonna well, go guys, make some breakfast real quick i mean uh, i'm a man of simple means here too i, I don't need a Please. lot for christmas what, what are what are you guys asking for on your list hmm hmm Hmm, hmm, I want nothing. I I want everything I want is is way too expensive. I want <laughs> luxury vacations. I want, you know, things that cost millions. Okay. Fur and jewels and the it's, occasional power tool. You know what? That's commendable. Um that's admirable. Uh me, I really I kind of want uh I kind of want that gif of the uh, old cat playing the piano. <laughs> God, that thing never gets old. That's that's high on my holiday gif list. Okay. <laughs> you know that cat's dead now. Isn't it sad? Oh. Yeah. Where Merry did you Christmas. hear about that? Oh, that cat's been dead for years. I have no idea. <laughs> but, like, I, was, I saw an interview with a guy, you know, like the guy who originally made the cat that played the, the keyboard thing. Uh, that cat's been dead, like, 15, 20 years or something. I mean, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh through that sentence. I mean, he brought joy to millions, let's be honest. But sure. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, uh, not trying to interrupt this. Uh, I love rabbit trails this. almost as much as I love rabbits. But uh, I got to tease the rest Waskalians. of the show here. Sure. We've got a hell of a show ahead of us. We're talking about uh -huh. 1984's Gremlins. Mm -hmm. It's rated PG. You're going to need your parents if you watch this one. Uh, <laughs> it's directed by Joe Dante, written by legendary Christopher Columbus, starring Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, Hoyt Axton, and many other recognizable faces, especially from those 80s movies. Uh, we also were going to be playing a little game we like to call like to call final girl we'll be awarding our crunchiest kills we'll talk about what else we're into we might even do some trivia all that Ooh. more uh coming up uh but but before we do that i want to get to know brian sheehan because the tables are finally turned he's on it's our true. show we get to ask him questions who are you how long have you been doing tv trivia pod how did this idea get birthed tell me all about it Oh, man. Uh, well, I decided to start a podcast just because I, I love podcasts. I've been listening to podcasts for uh, a long time now, and uh, it's now become like one of the only things I listen to if I'm driving to work, if I'm at home cooking or doing laundry. It's it's a podcast that I'm listening to. And, uh, you know, it's such an easy medium or, you know, it's it's a medium that I could contribute to. And uh just wanted to give it a go. Uh, movies are really one of the only things that I'm really passionate about. Uh, and, you know, it, this idea, I guess, came from someone's always saying like, oh, what's the name of that movie with that guy in it? And that sense of pride you almost feel when you're able to name it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. uh, I, I, I just wanted to do something like that. Also something that I could do more 
individually since I reached out and uh, a couple friends weren't uh, quite willing to co-host with me, so something I could reach out to people with, and that's where uh, this idea came from. Man, well, I gotta I say, can... uh, after having been on your show three different times, you are a, an absolutely uh, gracious, generous host, and we we love coming on your show and very good at it. Like you, it comes very natural to you. Like you have a really, you know, easy flow. Like listening to your show, it sounds like you're listening to a show. Like it's uh, yeah, you you're definitely in in the right game. And I can tell you right now, uh, let's just let, I, I won't go too far into it, but let me just say that sometimes. When your friends, uh, when you go to a friend and say, hey, would you like to do a podcast? And they say no, it's a blessing. Let me just tell you, sometimes it's a blessing. It can be. Sometimes when that friend says yes, you end up immediately regretting it. Alex? Is there something you want to say, Alex? <laughs> no, of course not. You're my, you're my baby. <laughs> oh, who's my sweet baby? You're my uh, little baby all right. boy. So you started off and it was just TV, uh, right? So can you can you give us like the highlights? What are some of the TV shows that you've done? I know you've done The Office because we were on that episode or one of those episodes. What other shows have you done? Man, I've really just done The Office as far as TV is concerned. I thought it would be. <laughs> no I thought it would be a a good way to do trivia on my favorite yeah. shows, The Office. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Bob's Burgers, oh, things yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, uh, I did squeeze in a few seasons of The Boys and Rick and Morty in okay. there as well, but I think, man, it, it's I, I think it really works better for for movies. You know, for TV shows, I would do five episodes at a time because, uh, mm. you know, I, I thought about this a lot. You know, <laughs> like should I do an entire season of a show for one episode of a podcast? But that's a lot of content for one episode of a show, uh, of a podcast. That's true. You know, I mean, I did... you're doing a ton of movies too. I, I, I mean, how many movies do you think you've done at this point? Oh wow, um, I would say um, at, at least a hundred. My goodness, I, I, I thought wow. so. I mean, after looking at that list that you've got, you know, for uh, for guests on the show, it's a it's a very large list. It's a big old spreadsheet of very good movies and some yeah. terrible movies. Well, you've uh, done I'm... like. A million episodes. You've got like almost two hundred episodes. We're we're getting close. I'm at hundred seventy ish now. I think. Um, but uh, you know, like for a movie, at least I can just watch an hour and a half, a two hour film, and that's one episode rather than an entire se Like if I had done an entire season of The Office, twenty twenty minute episodes, uh, it, it just became. It, it just seemed mm -hmm. more uh infeasible, I guess. Unfeasible. It seemed more not likely for me to do. <laughs> For, uh, How long have you been at it? When did the show kick off? Uh, I guess in, this is about three years now, so I guess uh, 2020. Oh, are you are you about to hit your three-year anniversary? Is that coming up soon? Uh, I hit it. Hit the three-year anniversary. Yep. When was it? I believe it's in September. Congratulations, sir. Happy anniversary. Thank Cheers you very to much. three years. <laughs> Alex, are you getting the confetti ready? Yeah, I actually, I spilled the confetti when the episode started. You guys can't see it because it's off camera. Oh, also, none of us are on camera, so there's oh, that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's just it's just spilled everywhere. God, I appreciate the thought, though. No problem. Oh. That's what counts, ultimately. 
We have a lot to do. Uh, how do you guys feel about playing our first round of Final Girl? Uh, Ooh, you know I love and it. We'll come back I'm, and talk about Gremlins. Let's do I'm it. not sure what Final Girl is, though. <laughs> oh, well, let me tell you. Final Girl is a little game show we play here. Uh, it's taking the world by storm, nay, the globe by storm. Wait, that's the same thing. Um, bless you. Blessings. Thank buddy. you. Again, off mic. I hope mic, it's not the plague. It, bless you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> In case you didn't hear that, people, there was a lot of sneezing and sniffling going on. Sounded it's, like it's there was definitely there. some product in those nares. Are you sure that's not <laughs> Oz just Sounded like, a little blessing Alex? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm... If those sneezes are, are going to be edited out. <laughs> so, Final Girl is a game show. Uh, what we do is we take eight players, and we put you into the wheel of death. If you do anything silly like, I don't know, take a drink, you, you're probably going to end up, uh, you know, not very alive. So, we put an announcement out on Instagram and our other social medias that says, if you were in a scary movie, what would your character's name be? People submit character names. Some of them are serious. Some of them are ridiculous. And that's how we play the game. So we have eight players. What we're going to do is put their names into the wheel of death, and we'll see who survives. Now, seven of you are going to end up very dead. One of you will survive to win the much-coveted mystery prize. Woo! And that's how Woo! we play the game. I think I did it all right. Is that everything, Alex? Oh, man, that sounds pretty good. With the, Did you talk about how they play on a team? Oh, that's right. This is Final Girl Team Edition. It's been going on a while, and let me tell you, it is a hit. So, uh, the way it works is, is we have <laughs> we have four teams of two. Uh, you eight players will go through uh, the the gauntlet of Final Girl. Uh, so much peril, so much danger, and then two of you will make it to the final round. Well, you've been on a team this whole time. Well, at the final round, we will rip you apart. You will no longer be on a team, and only one of you will make it. And guess what? For our very first Final Girl. We're doing something we've never done. Our guest has been generous enough to write yes. a final girl. So, first, let's meet our players, and then we will get to Mr. Brian Sheehan's very first foray into final girl rhyme wow. writing. Let's see oh, what he's I'm made excited. of. Okay, I'm excited. Okay, let's meet this week's players. Up first, it is Miss Chastity Front Butt and Miss Inga Tooth. Missing a tooth. Missing a tooth. Very good. Ah, oh, well done. You guys are on a team together. Up next is Margaret Snatcher and Anita Heartless. Oh, wow. That's nice. a little change. We've had a lot of Anita Hart. Yeah. This is the first Anita Heartless. I think sure. it might even be from Anita Hart. All right. Thank you for submitting those names, folks. Welcome to the show. Up next is Cecilia Pate and LSD. Welcome to the show. Welcome. And finally, welcome. our final team, Penelope Love and Zeno Morphia. Welcome to Slasher I Hardly Know. Welcome to the show. All right. <laughs> so, I'm going to put these names into the hatch. Kajik. Click, click. We've locked it. We're going to spin the wheel. Hurry, hurry, Alex likes his mama. <laughs> oh, it's, I love my mama. That wheel's wrong. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Alex's mom's coming home for Christmas. Yay! <laughs> It's a miracle. Feels like the wheel of good news. It really, the, you know, the wheel of even, cheer. even the wheel gets the Christmas spirit. <laughs> the wheel of good tidings. All right. So uh -huh. up first, who's coming out of the hatch? It is Margaret Snatcher and Anita Heartless. Take it away, Brian. 
All right, well, from up on the roof, you hear a sound above your head. Is it Santa and his reindeer? And could that be a sled? You hear a ho, 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 and a sound from the fireplace. You hope that you turned it off so he doesn't burn his face. You start down the stairs to see what he's brought, but you stop halfway down and you remember a thought. Because we all know the rhyme, if Santa sees you peeking, he takes you back to the North Pole and the elves do their feeding. You get to live! Yay! Wow! Well done! Hey, hey that, that started cheery and went a little bit dark. Those <laughs> elves. I mean, I'm imagining wow. elves feeding on a child. Oh, Brian, you're sick. This is that's kind of dark. That's you're sick. That's, man. We all know the rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, okay, well, so well, Margaret <sighs> Snatcher, Anita Heartless. Uh, Brian has seen to it that you survived to round two. Thank you for the rhyme, Brian. Oh, yeah, well do done. I, I can't believe uns unsolicited, mind you. Brian came up with this on his own and was like, you know, guys, if you need it. And we did. <laughs> I've obviously listened to the show. I, I felt like I needed to contribute something. Ah, it's amazing. It makes me feel like a bag of trash coming on your show. I don't think <laughs> I've ever brought anything. What are you? There's nothing to bring. Well, there was that bag of trash I brought once, but you said it wasn't necessary because you're so That's true. In fact, I said, no. don't do it again. So. <laughs> Please stop bringing <laughs> bags of trash to the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Up next, it is Penelope Love and Xenomorphia. Oh, the barkeep at the inn makes a tempting offer. He'll whip up a cocktail that won't empty your coffer. It's called the Green Fairy. From Wormwood, it's made. I'll have none of that, thank you, for I am too afraid. You survive. You survive. Smart Up cookie. Up next, Cecilia Pate, LSD. It's snowing outside. I hear jingle bells. The air is filled with sweet festive smells. Mom made some cookies for Santa to eat. I doubt anyone would notice if I took one sweet treat. But I'm a good egg. The untouched cookies are proof. Now, quick to bed, I think I hear reindeer steps on the roof. You survived. Oh, man. A double reindeer steps on the roof, kind of. Final girl round. Yeah, it's another one where if Santa catches you, you're done for. Yep. <laughs> Don't eat those cookies. Those are his <laughs> cookies. Well, only for him. Yeah, he's all sweet when he's got those cookies. If they're missing, that, that red festive coat comes off and he's wearing a, a white tank top and it gets ugly kids all right finally chastity front butt and missing a tooth i too smell cookies my sweet tooth is aching i need something sweet to wash down this bacon next to santa's cookies is a cup of eggnog i swallow it down god i'm such a hog from the <laughs> chimney a sound i bet it's that jolly old minch but much to my dismay out popped the grinch he wrapped his long, furry green fingers firmly around my neck and squeezed till my soul took flight. Oh, wow. nuts. What the heck? You're dead. Wow. Wow. Okay. They did not All right, show Chastity that in the Grinch. Front putt. Miss Inga Tooth, rest in peace. As for the rest of you, you will make it to round two. And we'll find out what happens to the rest of you after this quick word from our sponsors. And when we come back, we will talk about gremlins and we'll talk some more to our very special guest, Mr. Brian Sheehan. So stick around.
ho, ho, the holidays are upon us, which means a house full of ravenous friends and family with hungry mouths to feed. This holiday season, feed your loved ones the most delicious holiday treat imaginable, Gimbal's Elf Jerky. Our artisanally handcrafted jerky is made from the most delicious elves the North Pole has to offer. Every holiday season, our nimble gang of expert elf hunters trek to the tippity top of the globe to hunt and kill only the cutest, squishiest, most delicious elves Santa has to offer. Sure, they're a little old, but that's the deal we made with Santa. He said, we're only allowed to kill feeble old elves who can no longer pull their weight in Santa's workshop. That's why we make them into jerky instead of steaks because their meat is already tough and grisly from years of slave labor, making toys for kids against their will. Because, let's be honest, elves have no business being in the North Pole. They'd much rather live out their days in Middle Earth where they belong. But hey, kids need toys and you need our delicious elf jerky. It's the circle of life, folks. Gimbal's Elf Jerky. Enjoy the savory flavor of years of hard work and making toys for ungrateful brats. So keep a little elf on your shelf. Mm -mm. Mm, Gimbal's Elf Jerky. Welcome back to the show, everybody. We hope you enjoyed that word from our very real and not made up at all sponsors. We are talking about 1984's Gremlins, directed by Joe Dante. Our special guest today is TV and movie trivia's Brian Sheehan. We've barely talked about the movie. We've got to know Brian a little bit. So let's jump into this town. You know, Alex, I think we should probably start with a blurb. I was waiting. uh, Set this movie up. I was like, did you forget the blurb? Miniature green monsters tear through the small town of Kingston Falls. Hijinks ensue as a mild-mannered bank teller releases these hideous loonies after gaining a new pet and violating two of three simple rules. One, no water. Two, no food after midnight. And three, no bright light. Hilarious mayhem and destruction in a town straight out of Norman Rockwell. So when your washing machine blows up or your TV goes on the fritz before you call the repairman, Turn on all the lights and look under all the beds, because you can never tell there might just be a gremlin in your house. Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. That's not my favorite blurb. Yeah, what a great blurb, because it also kind of hints to like the weird little things that are going on in your house could be gremlins. I think this movie kind of goes out of its way to point out that you'll know if you have a gremlin. I also think I'm getting older and my movie voice is getting higher pitched. Like it used to be a low register and like the older I get, I, th- I feel like my voice keeps getting higher and higher. It, so it that did. my movie voice. I agree. I thought you were trying to go for a thing where it was Dora the Explorer reading nah. uh, a movie blur. No, <laughs> it wasn't. Okay. Totally. I see. Uh, if I could share some trivia as well, if you Please guys don't do. mind. It's kind of, it's do. kind of right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> it's, uh, that is true. I did go out of my way to look up some certain facts uh, for this movie as well. I do know that uh, we said in the previous segment that this movie is PG. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you guys brought this up when you guys were on my Temple of Doom episode. Oh, but we did. both right. of these movies are credited with inspiring the PG-13 rating. 
That's right. I believe it. it. My this God, movie's I watched a little Gremlins with my scary. kid when he was little, and it was horrifying. He had to turn it off. He was like, I can't watch anymore of this. Once they start going crazy, and the mom is in the kitchen, and there's the, the blender and the microwave and the knife, he was like, I can't watch this. I had to turn yeah. off Gremlins, which I remembered being a kid's movie. Which is uh, what kind of counterintuitive, uh, that reaction of a child to this movie, because as you know, that had you seen these gremlins in person, even multiply because you would accidentally spilled paint water on them, that uh, you would be pretty largely unconcerned and just wondering if this 3D comic on your buddy's bed uh, was, you know, the new issue or not. <laughs> Right, no concern right? whatsoever. Because Corey Feldman is just like, oh, Mogwai, yeah, these are cool. I've I've seen these before. Mogwai are no, really, totally I mean a normal thing. <laughs> I yep. think he was he was uh, he was giving the cold shoulder to the Mogwai because it kind of ignored him and was uh, was rude to him. I wow. see. I see. It's bristly. Well, I did have one other thing here too. You did yeah, mention please. the town which I saw was the same town as Back to the Future. That is so cool. So. Is it the actual town, or is it like the set? The like, set. The set, the like set. they filmed yeah, it'd on. It'd have to be the set. There's different names. It's Kingston Falls and what? Uh, uh, Twin Pines. Well, that's Something Twin Valley. Pine. It's Twin Pines Mall. Oh, Hill Valley. That's right. Hill Twin Valley. Pines yeah, that's mall. right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. I heard an interesting bit of trivia when uh, the they go back to Twin Pines Mall later in the movie. It's now just what is it like? Pine Mall or something like that. Anyway, uh, I guess yeah, when he like comes into the town with a DeLorean, he runs over one of the yeah. pines, and so there's yeah. no longer two pines. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that. <laughs> oh, I guess this is common knowledge. Well, it was new to me. <laughs> it's not really common. Plot <laughs> point the two geeks snickering. Uh, the, the classic <laughs> movie, Back to the Future. I'll be damned. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> interesting fact, the DeLorean was a real vehicle. It was actually produced in America. I mean, I don't know about America, but it was an actual vehicle. It was produced made out of stainless steel. It wasn't a special effect. Did you know that? Uh, I, I heard that. I heard a rumor. I, th- um, mm-hmm. I actually own a DeLorean. <laughs> All right. So you already knew about the Twin Pines versus Pine. Uh, wh- why was it Lone Pine? Was it, that what it changed to? I forget what it was changed to, but when I saw it recently, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, yeah. so this was new to you. Alex has known this apparently since birth. When did you discover this? How do you know it's this, Alex? It's a joke. In the, it's not like a, oh, wow, did you catch that? It's like they kind of like <laughs> like lay on it. You know, it's like, hey, look, it's not Twin Minds anymore. <laughs> I caught it because uh, my college friends and I were going through the trilogy for a while. And uh-huh. uh, when we when we watch it, we were like, oh, that's all, you know, that's a cool feature that they brought back. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's clever. But yes, it is Lone Pine. Well, Mall. the, the video I saw, it was on Instagram or something like that, added, act, acted like it was some hidden Easter egg where they like dimmed out the rest of the frame, put a highlight on that sign. and was like, look at this hidden thing that nobody noticed. Oh, that's like, just oh, because that's of the systematic dummy down of America. Well, no. apparently I'm one of these Americans who's I'm been sorry, dumbed I'm trying down because it was news to I'm me. Trying to go serious. All right, so let's talk about Gremlins. Uh, we start off. We're in Kingston Falls. We have this beautiful town, which now we know is the set from from uh, Back to which the Future, which is so dope. I, That's such a cool I thing. I love I did not the know set. That. 
I love the set, man. I love it when they Crazy. made sets like this. I think it just makes it so much more magical. Um, I like it when the backgrounds are painted. I love the practical effects. This is great. It's snowy. It's Christmas. There's the hustle and bustle of a small town. Uh, and we've got our main character walking around. And it's like Mayberry. It's like, howdy, Mr. Yes. So-and-so. Hi, Miss So-and-so. Hello. And These everybody's are the very friendly. <laughs> I mean, it's great. And, this, and the score. Right. Like it's not oh, yeah. it's not so just good. some music they hired some guy to make, you know, on his computer or whatever. This is score. I think it was Jerry like, Goldsmith, right? Uh you know what? I don't know, but that's I mean, just thinking about it, that sounds that sounds right to me. Uh just because, you know, the the atmosphere that it creates, it's a very eighties atmosphere. I love it. It's what it's I love whimsical about the It's fun yes. as Jerry Goldsmith. It it yeah. the music itself. I, this is going to sound so stupid. Is a character in the movie like that? It, does sound stupid. It does, sound, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like the music that's going on gives me the feel of the town itself. You know what I mean? Like I, I know oh, yeah, in this, absolutely. it's like it's like when you watch The Burbs, and which is one uh, of my favorite movies in the world, and like it. It is kind of a character. It's like, oh, this town is, this neighborhood's kind of fun and kind of quirky. You know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I love the, oh, like on the nose musical cues, you know, when it's like when you're going to meet, what's her name? Miss Deegan? Miss Tegan? What's the bad yeah, lady's Deagle. name? Deagle. Yeah, that Deagle. sounds right. Yeah. Deagle, yeah. Miss Deagle. Like they play the music so you know you're meeting the villain. They play yeah. the happy music with the happy people. I love all of those old fashioned musical cues that tell us what to think about, you know, the characters we're meeting and the places we're going. Yes. I will say some of the transitions are jarring though. I think there was a scene where we just saw the gremlins uh kill their neighbors with a tractor, and you know, yep. it's kind of that annoying uh, gremlin music and then the next uh -huh. scene it's a guy depositing his mail in the mailbox and we go back to whimsical Christmas music and <laughs> it was it was from one to another without like any type of transition at all it just went from haunting to fun <laughs> like within a blink of an eye it, it was crazy probably they're, they're maniacal they're nuts and, and it, it definitely they have a lot of fun with the score and the gremlins. It's like they're doing these terrible things, and people are dying, but oh, they yeah. keep the score lighthearted, and it's like, ha it's fun mayhem and murder. It's probably, this is probably the, the instance where they watched, the all the studio execs watched this, and they were like, you know, I like it, but it does feel like a lot of people are dying when there's, like, uh, you know, trumpets playing and things. Uh, uh, I don't like that. Let me, let me run this by it. Stop me if you've heard it. PG-13. And then the whole room's like, what? And then boom, it's born. Now all of a sudden we can whimsically like, kill people. You know, we just had to add two numbers. Puberty. Uh, it was uh <laughs> it was a different time, guys. <laughs> it was a different it was back it was back when like you could have a pretty terrifying moment where these beasts you'd never seen would pop up in your life, do awful things to you, kind of comically kill you. And then we just move on to normal life. I was having this conversation with someone recently, too, about the uh, I think it was a teacher who would show movies to their middle schoolers to keep things oh, a little yeah. calmer at lunch. And they said we had to be careful because certain PG movies show more than you think. I mean, this is yeah. PG. And I think I went back. I mean, Spaceballs is PG and so is Jaws. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jaws, Jaws is PG. Jaws, that's got some gruesome scenes in it. Jaws is oh. PG. Wow. OK. OK. And that I mean, Jaws is probably 
arguably one of the most famous mainstream I don't know if I'd call it horror, but it's horror. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I don't know if most people would call it horror, like normal people, but that's horror. And I was scared. Yeah. You guys, you guys are a bevy of knowledge today, I would like to point (laughs) out. I am thoroughly enjoying this as I sit and drink my coffee and watch the snow come down. You guys are, really, I feel like uh, a very lucky listener. You really are. (laughs) You're very lucky. Um, Alex, Brian, uh, if you would, please... Each of you take one of my hands. Let's hold hands. Let's go yes. back to Kingston Falls. Who are they We're going to meet uh, Randall Peltzer. He's a struggling inventor. Uh, we start off in Chinatown in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We we skipped the uh, the little prologue and we went straight to Kingston Falls. But first, mm-hmm. we're in we're in Chinatown. Randall, he's a dad. He's an inventor. He's got this thing. It's called a, a bathroom buddy. If if memory serves, he's uh, not a great inventor. Like a, He's not the best. He's got a lot of ideas. Good idea, man. a little rough. Yeah, absolutely. Really bad inventor, actually. Uh, so it's like the Swiss Army knife of bathroom tools. You might need your toothbrush, etc. And uh, he he's in there. He's gone into the shop. You have to go downstairs into this dark shop where there's this kid and an old man. And he's looking at things, and he's telling the old man about his uh, bathroom buddy invention. Uh, and he, he needs a gift for his son for Christmas. And he, he hears something, this strange sound coming from the back of the shop. Uh, Alex, what did it sound like? Uh, it's a, he's, isn't he singing at the time? I think, he's, I think he's singing at the time. Oh, that's pretty good. Wow. It's like, it's, it's like, a, it's like a singing purring cat. That's what I imagine cats do when we're not around. Mr. Randall Peltzer, our inventor, goes back to investigate this sound. Is like, what's this? This is great. I want to give this to my kid. The old man is like, no, 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 no. You're not ready for that. You can't take that. That's a mogwai. And he gives him a laundry list of reasons why he can't. And he's like, oh, I'll give you some money. The guy's like, no, no amount of money. The mogwai is not for sale. Well, the little boy, who I guess is the grandson, he knows that they are strapped for cash. So when Mr. Peltzer leaves downtrodden because he couldn't get this gift for his son the kid follows him out is like hey mister you still want that thing my grandpa's crazy we need the money and i think he what takes was it 200 dollars something like that for this mogwai the kid gives it to him he tells him what to do you know he gives him the rules the no water don't feed him after midnight and bright light hurts them sun can kill them and so he leaves with his mogwai takes it home to his son walks in it's that great honey i'm home scene he walks into the living room at the house, knocks down the swords on the wall, and greets his wife, comes in singing, son and wife come and greet him, and he gives uh, his son, Billy, who is a teenager? He looks like he's in his late 20s, but he's a teenager for Gremlins. Um, I I mean, uh, I think they're out of high school? school. They're out of high school. Are they out of high school? Yeah. I mean, the girl works in a bar. Yeah. That's right. That's right. He works at a bank. But yeah. the, they do go back to the high school, right? So wait, are these after-school jobs, or have they graduated? No, I feel like they've graduated. I mean, like, they are pretty... I mean, he's wearing, like, a tie and a suit. She's working in a bar. I mean, like, surely... So what, we want to say, like, 20? Let's, okay, let's say they're 20. Let's, yes. let's say this... Why haven't they moved out? Very important move out part of after the high movie. school in the 80s? Let's let's nail down their exact ages before we go any okay. further, please. 
right. Let's so let's you know let's get got... this figured out. <laughs> We're gonna change the way we talk about Billy and his uh, maybe girlfriend uh, that he has a crush on. These two ne'er do wells. These two freeloaders who are a burden on their parents. They've graduated mm-hmm. high school, haven't bothered to leave the home. Losers. They're losers. I hate Just them. A couple of <laughs> mogwai abusing losers. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and then we get a mogwai, and we meet the adorable Gizmo, and everybody gets so happy in the audience because he's so cute. He's so he, cute. He's adorable. I mean, I'm he sitting adorable. here looking at this. The he, Gizmo is half covered up in the bed. Mm-hmm. He's reading uh, a comic book with 3D glasses, although it doesn't appear to be a comic book or in 3D, yet he's doing it, and <laughs> it is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Mogwai I mean, are adorable. Yes. Again, cute enough that apparently these guys did inspire the creation of Furby. Oh, uh, yeah, totally. What? The sounds remind me a lot of Furby. That's that's true? You, I didn't know that. That's what was on IMDb as the trivia. We should every episode be like, all right, let's check in with Brian from the trivia bot now. Uh, Brian, <laughs> what do you got for us? Be our correspondent. Yeah, and I mean, like, as I'm learning more than I ever learned about this. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I have a couple other things, but I try not to write down too much. Well, Maybe you, you know, just take over this show. Parse it <laughs> out, sell, please. Can we sell the I show want... to you? Guys, one is enough. I'm. I feel like I'm barely keeping up as it is. <laughs> I really enjoy that. Let's let's be honest. Mike, let's just tell him he's clearly onto it. Uh, We're Mike. Neither Micah nor I are recording right now. This is just (laughs) an effort to get you to pay us for this show. This show is for sale. Uh, I I don't want to go you know too deep. It's really kind of Micah's job. Is he's more the salesman about what this comes with. But we have a website. Uh, You know, it's paid up for a few years. Uh, we have several uh, listeners um, that are are quite devoted. Um, the name is up for grabs. You don't have to take it. We could sell it to a different party. I'm just saying uh, we're here to deal. <laughs> this so was not Brian, the. Uh, it's not what I was expecting. Well, oh. What do you think? A cool million? I think. A cool. cool yeah, just give me like I guess. What? How much? And how fast a time are we talking here? You you give us the million today. We'll give you the show eventually. <laughs> the day. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> yeah, this isn't our first a, podcast. It's a really good deal. You should take it. Listen, it sounds like a good deal. I just don't have that kind of cash on me right now. I'm assuming you want it in cold hard cash. We'll wait if you need to call some people. Okay. Uh, I am also open to uh, questionable startup crypto. So yeah. you know, if <laughs> you know, if you got if you got something I've never heard of, that might be just the thing. We're really excited. We're really hoping to lose our shirts on crypto. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's, huge. It was I, the I do appreciate goal. the offer. Uh, I did want to say though, with that beginning too, that I can't believe that that kid went behind his granddad's back and sold him a pet. Yeah, he did immediately. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a good kid, but and not though, as it ends up. Uh, yeah, he was, he's he, a he, tr- he, was, he was he was trying to help. He was he was, he was. He thought you know kids think they know better than the rest of us. They don't, uh, but they still want to help. They mean well. And the other thing with that beginning too is that on Billy's way to the bank, he tries to start his car, and it just immediately starts smoking. Mm-hmm. I believe for the most part, which. 
is a problem that I think fixes itself by the end of the movie. Does it? Yeah, that car seems to work fine by the end. <laughs> we just didn't see all the work he put in on it. Or maybe that old guy, uh, what's his name, Mr. Mr. Uh, oh, the old guy. That is a like, name uh, I did not catch. Eh, I used to know it. Is it Fetterman? Yeah, I think it was Fetterman. Uh-huh. The snowplow driver? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that guy. You know, he was a darker character than you think. You think, oh, it's fun-loving, but he seemed like he had some demons. You know, he's at the bar. He's down in the dumps for sure. Yeah, he's not yeah, doing yeah. well. Yeah, he, he drank a lot. Uh, Futterman, yeah. Mr. Futterman. Futterman is close. Played by classic close. character we'll give you actor Dick Miller. Dick Miller as Murray Futterman. He's Dude, great. He's a great character actor. He's in a lot of stuff. In fact, he was in The Burbs, come to think of it. Well, come to think of it, he was in the Burbs. I read right now on the internet, and I he, was, he was one of the trash men in the Burbs. Uh, Cecilia, our producer, is telling me we need to wrap up this segment. She's giving me the symbol, so we need to go ahead and jump into round two of Final Girl. Uh, if you, you don't want to end up like Billy and whoever Phoebe Kate's character is called. Kate. What was her name? Was it Kate? That's right, Kate. By that sounds right. <laughs> It is right. Uh, yeah. Billy and Kate, those nearly wells, those freeloaders, uh, we don't want to end up like them, so let's get to work. All right. Final girl. Round two. Chastity front butt. Missing Fight. a tooth. You are dead. Very dead. That means we have six players left. We're going to put your names into the hatch. Let me open it. All right. We'll put you inside. We'll spin the wheel. All right. All right. All right. Real grandma right. pods are gross. What you, oh, they look like the pods from Aliens. They are gross. gross. They're gross. Oh, you just told me. You just told me what to. You gave me my my final sound for. Oh, uh, here for we go. Spin. Hurry, hurry, hurry! Shoot me! Shoot me! <laughs> All right. Wow. Oh, Yikes! That wasn't too loud, was it? What a wheel! That was. Uh, <laughs> that, that was literally the most verbal the wheel has ever been. <laughs> And uh, oh wow. god, that scene! That scene scared me so badly when I was a kid. I think that was from the second one, Aliens, before the chest burster comes out of that guy and he's begging him to shoot him. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Okay, nice reference. Nice reference. That half our audience got, and the your co-host did not. It must I be on my one. brain. Well, you talked about the pods, and one of our players today is named Xenomorphia. Oh, that's it's true. true. That's true. Okay. okay. Out of the hatch first. Who is it? It is Cecilia Pate and LSD. Ho, ho, ho. No, I'm not. How dare you, you brat? Play spin the bottle? No, I won't do that. Besides, your breath is as smelly as a smelly polecat. You survived. <laughs> smelly polecat? What is a what is a polecat? Skunk. I, I don't know is, what a polecat is. I mean, I know. I think it's another name for skunk, right? That's news to me. I I mean I know the term polecat. I know the kind of the connotation that it gives. Oh, Siri, what's a polecat? I'm looking at it. It's very much like a ferret or a weasel. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought it was another name for skunk. I gotta look this up. Let me see a. Polecat. It looks just like a ferret to me. Wow. Uh, if, if you haven't noticed, Brian, we really don't talk much about the oh, movie here. Oh, European <laughs> I'm looking up vintage gribbling toys on eBay. Okay, in the southern United States dialect, the term polecat is sometimes used as a colloquial nickname for the skunk. All right, so we're... Okay. There. But that, that, that European polecat's beautiful. I want to pet it. 
I'm, I'm almost positive there's some old southern saying about never pet a bullcat. I'm almost positive there's, there's got to be some old wor- words of wisdom that's like, never pet a bullcat when, you know, my grandfather used to tell me. I, you're joking, but I bet it exists. It's probably I'm sure it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Okay. So, polecat, skunk, or this beautiful European ferret. We'll still bite you, though. It'll bite you. Okay, sure. So, you guys sure. survived. Up next, out of the hatch, it's Penelope Love and Xenomorphia. Please come on our show. But your show is obscene. Our show is obscene. Whatever do you mean? I mean that it's filthy and has bad hygiene. I'll only do the show if you make it squeaky clean. You survive. <laughs> oh. Wow. Okay. Is that considered meta? I don't know. <laughs> uh, up next is Margaret Snatcher and Anita Heartless. Oh, that good. Anita. Margaret. To all the other guests who have been on our show, we think there is something you probably should know. Because you took part in this wicked affair, a package is coming your way through the air. A parcel filled with poison is headed to your house. Not a creature can save you, not even a mouse. You are dead. <laughs> you are dead. Uh, wow. maybe, maybe we should have softened it even more. Although, this is PG-13 and has deaths, so maybe we should have softened it a bit more and not had deaths. And like people, I mean, if we you know. go by 1984 standards when our movie was made, then we're definitely PG. That's true. <laughs> I think. I mean, more. like, I think we're okay. So okay, keep, keep going. Yes. That is it. You guys are dead. So rest in peace, Margaret and Anita, uh, Chastity and Miss Inga Tooth. You are all dead. So we have four bodies. Four of you have survived to round three. Cecilia, Ellis, Penelope, Xenomorphia. You will progress to round three, and we will find out who dies, who survives. We'll talk some more to Brian Sheehan and talk some more about 1984's Gremlins when we return. Woo-hoo! Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Billy, is that you? Yeah, Mom, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're going to like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're going to have to open it now. We'll wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift he ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight because when they do they change they become clever mischievous what's going on here and dangerous Gremlins, huh? little monsters right 
hundreds of them. Well, I, I don't know, maybe thousands. They've been here too. Billy, what are these things? Where did they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy, I know. But in a few hours, you're gonna have a major disaster on your hands. Directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you. All right, welcome back to Slasher. I hardly know her. Our special holiday edition. Our, I think we're going to decide it's our PG-13. We had just said it was going to be our PG holiday edition. I think it's going to be our PG-13 holiday edition. Uh, kind of, uh, if nothing else, in honor of our movie this uh, this episode, Gremlins, for our Christmas special, which was one of the reasons that the PG-13 rating was invented. We are joined, of course, uh, by our special guest, Brian Sheehan, which we've been saying Sheehan forever, and now we're saying Sheehan because it's the <laughs> actual correct way to pronounce it, Brian. Uh this movie. It's actually pretty heavily debated, kind of like Han Solo, Han Solo. That and should also not the, be heavily debated. Debate of who <laughs> shot first. So let's just uh, let's just get that out of the way right now. Brian, is it uh, Han or Han? Uh, it's in. No, uh-huh. no, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean Solo. <laughs> Uh, I get I I get how to pronounce your name. It was it was Mike and it did. It's in solo. It's in in solo. I was I will say my brain shut down for a second. I was like in solo. I was like this is a joke. This is a joke. I'm too stupid to get. Uh, I mean, uh, I believe mine shut down too there for a second. It's Han. It's Han. Okay. Okay. And it's Han Solo. Micah, I got to be honest. I would not be even a little surprised for you to go. Nope. It's Han. Like, I could see you being a person who pronounces Han Solo, Han Solo. And then it's verifiable. We look it up, and we've all been saying it wrong, and it's Han. Right. I mean, we were shocked to find out that it's not Bloomhouse, it's Blumhouse. That's true. Ooh, I don't like that. No, no. We were... So, yeah, that's right. We decided it was Blumhouse. Right? 100%. It is Blumhouse. Okay, because I'm still getting confused, because I can't remember what what we determined, but it was... And it was you that figured it out. Right, because you yeah. heard an interview, and then I heard an interview, and I have since triple verified this yep. one and heard Jason Blum himself yes. say Blumhouse, and that is this that is, is like the people who so, are annoying about the pronunciation of Adidas. Adidas is that Adidas? Is that what <laughs> yeah. they said? I I just thought that was a funny way to pronounce it. I always just said Adidas to be like quirky. Um, Brian Sheehan, uh, sorry, Brian Sheehan. I uh, or is it she Sheehan, Sheehan or Sheehan? Anyway, Brian Sheehan of TV and Movie Trivia Pod, I, I have a question for you. Uh, before the show, I prepped you, and I said I was going to ask you a question uh, about your bunker bag. And we've done bunker bag before, but it's been a while, but we've never done it with a guest, so you will be the first guest who has played bunker bag with us. Here is the setup. The zombie apocalypse is underway. It's too late to try to survive out there up, uh, on the surface, so you're having to go down the hatch into your bunker you get to take one movie, one book, and one junk food. What will you take and why? All right. Well, I think my movie is going to be The Green Mile. Ooh, Ooh that's a good one. I 
In during the zombie apocalypse, Brian's gonna be kind of sad towards the end of every movie watching. Go on, but a little bit inspired. Sure, sure, but okay. And he's but, gonna make friends with a mouse in his bunker. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a long movie. I don't know how long I'm gonna be there for, but I will be able to watch the Green Mile uh, multiple times. What is it? Three and a half hours? Oh it's, my it's god, a, it's a is big it that one. Long? But that's I a good one. It was yeah, that it's long. a good thought to put into it. I love it. that movie. Uh, now, for book, I'll remedy that with the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ooh. Oh, that's a funny one. I love that okay. game. Now, uh, as far as books go, I, I got one book that was a compilation of all five together, and I'm going to take the mm -hmm. big one instead of the little one, if that if that's an option. Sure. You've put it's so much thought into this. Bag. Excellent. Excellent. And I guess for snack, uh, probably goldfish. Goldfish? Hmm. Huh. See, like, in my mind, you're on a desert island. It doesn't have to do with the zombie apocalypse. And I would think there would be, you would get sick of eating fish. Oh, I, oh did you guys hear the, like, did you guys hear the crickets crackers. on that joke? That I mean, there were literal crickets on that joke. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if they're here in the room. Did you guys hear them? Because it was dead <laughs> silence when I said you'd get sick of eating fish. And then you were like, oh, he doesn't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> But but I but I did, and it was just a bad joke. <laughs> I think I have a solution for you, Alex. What you desperately need, uh, so desperately, is to put a laughter track on your soundboard there, so that after you tell a joke, you can provide your own laughter, which will cue that's, us, and we'll go, "Oh, he was good. doing something that's meant to be D funny." Right. And we'll we'll laugh a lot. It with will the laugh stimulate track. laughter. I thought you were gonna not say put a soundtrack in it. I thought you were gonna say put a sock in it. And uh, I was, I was still in zombie bunker mode, which is why I think uh -huh. I had sure, trouble sure. Uh -huh. connecting the dots. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, I got you. Okay, so right. you've got Green Mile, you've got Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and some Goldfish. That's uh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. And I guess your Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you, you better take a towel. We didn't tell you, you could take a towel, but you <laughs> always always pack a towel. It's the uh, number one rule of travel, I think. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> excellent answers. I, I... I don't have the soundboard <laughs> hooked up, so I'm just throwing. Just throwing stuff in Do there. your own sounds. Always remember, I, I think it would be don't better. forget a towel, kids. It's Tally from South Park. Uh, one of these days I'm going to show up to help lighten your load on the soundboard, but I'm going to bring like actual jingle bells and bicycle horns and kazoos ah, uh, to help you out. Yeah, and we'll have one of those big sheets of metal for the thunder. We'll... Right? We'll way back and forth. Uh, like a phone to, for hang-up noises. Let's get all... All right, that's it. I'm changing my office into a Foley studio. All right, so there's Alex, a movie Brian, here, right? Alex, take my hand again. Let's go back Let's to Kingston Let's do it. Hall. Let's do it. Uh, Billy, who still lives with his parents, um, he's been given the gift of a mogwai his little buddy has come over uh played by Corey feldman uh his character's name i believe is where are you Corey feldman is he billy i think his name no billy's the the one guy oh here Corey I'll, feldman I'll get is, it for you he's pete and pete, Bill pete that's his name all right pete fountain uh so that's his little buddy who delivers the the christmas tree to the family he's upstairs he's meeting the mogwai they're looking at it they're going oh my what a neat creature you have next to the mogwai which they have on the table little gizmo who they call giz uh is being adorable of course 
uh, making mogwai sounds. Alex, please, please do some mogwai for us, pretty please. Oh, you put me on the spot. Uh, do it. Am I doing this? Do it. Am it I doing this? Just like the movie. Am I doing the song? Right. Either that or the Howie yeah. Mandel. I don't know. I can't well, do it anymore. It was a, it was a moment. It's like if you asked me to do Chewbacca, I can't. But just like naturally, I can really do Chewbacca. So. Oh yeah, that's a tough one to do. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast used to be about horror movies. Is that how we started? So, it. They've got Giz on the table, and then whoops! I think it's Pete who knocks over a little uh, like a cup full of water that had some paintbrushes in it. Some of the water gets on Gizmo, at which point he begins to trivel, tremble, and and these bubbles form on his back, which soon pop yeah. off onto the table, and uh, they, they start to wiggle and grow, and, and before you know it, you've got more Mogwais. Uh, yeah, they're cool. not quite what, as adorable five, as Gizmo. Yes, they're still furry. Yes, they're still cute, but not as cute as Gizmo. They have a little sinister appeal to their yes. their eyebrows are a little more, uh, you know. They're mischievous. Yes, yes, I, and yes. although mischievous, uh, yes. one of them has a like a like a white line down, kind of like a mohawk stripe. They're going to call him Stripe, stripe. for his stripe, and he's going to end up to be the worst of the bunch. They're terrible. They're all homicidal little creatures. Uh-huh. Driving bulldozers into people's houses and uh, literally shooting each other. They're not even good to each other. They're, like, pretty mean to yeah. each other. They are mm-hmm. disgusting, awful little creatures. Uh, Rotten. One of my, as long as we're on to the evil gremlins, uh, I'll give you my two trivia facts uh, that I found the, just the most... Uh, telling or most interesting on the IMDb page uh, about those gremlins. Uh, the number one, I, I really liked this that the studio had complained that there was mm-hmm. too many gremlins. They thought that uh, there were just uh, just a few too many, and so Spielberg suggested cutting them all out and calling the movie People, which I I thought what? I liked that what? Steven Spielberg was kind of a jerk. Uh, to the studios and they were like we think there's too many gremlins he's like that's fine we'll cut them out we'll call people uh (laughs) so spielberg got his way liked that and Uh but without a doubt uh my my favorite i I have no idea if it's true it's just on uh, imdb and i'm gonna go ahead and read it verbatim an earlier attempt to have monkeys play the gremlins was abandoned because the test monkey panicked when made to wear a gremlin head. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I could see that going poorly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just want to be the guy who suggested it. Because you know he knew it was going to go poorly. You know he was just <laughs> like, you know what, guys? Let's try monkeys. We're in Hollywood. We have the power to get monkeys. Let's. I want to see a monkey with a gremlin head. This is a thing I want. And so he was like, I'm going to go pitch this. Like, it's a great idea. And damned if I'm not going to work early on Monday. I'm so happy that they they did not go with these monkeys uh, and went with animatronics because we got some of the best animatronics I've ever seen. Really, and that this do. was done in 1984 is astounding because it still looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Looks I agree. really good. Apparently, at a great cost though, it's pretty expensive. They say. Yeah, I, think I, I believe saw, it. I mean, I think I saw an IMDb. It was thirty to forty thousand dollars a gremlin. Woo! Uh, whoa! And that. The bright light rule was just invented for this movie solely to disguise the special effects problems 
so that it could be done in the dark. How clever. Yeah, that makes sense. Ah, that's very clever. I love that. Also, when I read that fact on IMDb, <laughs> it says 30 you know, dash $40,000 per puppet. I read that as being $30 to $40,000 per puppet. That's what I thought it was at first too. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a poorly written fact, but, uh, but I get, I get what they're saying. But I, I mean, the, the expressions on their face are, are amazing. I mean, they're so expressive. The movements look so real. It's, it's as if these gremlins are real creatures. It's, it's really impressive. They look it, great. Even the Mogwai. So much better than CGI. Absolutely. Yeah, all uh, of it. I will say great. with those uh, rules, too, uh, I was watching this. Uh, I had some family watching here with me. Um, so the dad brings the gremlin in, uh, gives it to Billy, goes over the rules, no bright lights. We just see that thing with the camera, and he freaks out. But in the next scene, he does have it on his desk upstairs directly under a desk lamp. That's <laughs> true. Right? Yes, I know. <laughs> they're they're pretty generous or liberal with which lights could hurt them and which lights couldn't because they, they were really are neon bar lights they had cigarettes they had lit themselves and then the next time she lights cigarettes at the bar it freaks them out so like how do they get the other cigarettes lit i which, had that written light, down are they choosy huh i never really thought of that really yeah of that. yeah yeah okay hey, you know it's the movies so we were holding hands Yes, we were back in Kingston Falls. Um, we have poured some water on our mogwai, which has now multiplied into several mogwai. Uh, uh, five more spawned from his back. And so um, he decides he's going to go to his uh, elementary school science teacher, Mr. Hansen. Uh, he takes one of the mogwai and shows him how it works. And uh, this is where they were like, hey, let's spend no money on special effects during this scene and just show their faces reacting to mogwai multiplying. <laughs> Literally, they only show Hansen and Billy's faces going, oh, oh, oh my God. And we get to see nothing. Um, so, yeah. Good but job, actually. You know what? And it's uh, it's effective. I bought it. Sure. Did you? All I'm thinking, I was like, well, I guess they didn't want to spend more money on, on effects for this scene. Oh my That's all that was going through my head. While I bought it, went. too. Why did the... I'm like, show it. Once, show it. Once you turn evil, you uh, an evil gremlin, you immediately have the urge to like dress yourself up as funny things. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> Mogwai themselves are like, I'm going to read this comic book. But as soon as you become an evil like lizard thing... It's like, yes. let's go find some tiny clothes, guys. First, first <laughs> order of business. Wigs. We're going to need some dresses. Yes. Tiny costumes. Uh, absolutely. Some of them look really nice, though. Like the sure. Like, some of them are, are some. I mean, they obviously put some time into it. The gremlins. Themselves. There was that Miles Davis gremlin at the bar who was just yep. chilling with his top hat. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. And then there's just like normal dressing gremlins. Like when they're out, uh, like after Miss Deagle, is it Miss Deagle that gets thrown through the window on her little... Sure. Is that Miss Deagle? Yes. Uh, and uh -huh. she shot out the window using one of those. I don't know what you call it. You, we call, I don't remember what we call it on your podcast, but the little like stair assist chair. You sit I don't think we could come up with a name on my podcast either. <laughs> yeah, so like whatever that thing is called. Uh, and during that scene, like the gremlins that are outside, they're just wearing like nice clothes, like scarves and, you know, some hats. They're just kind of seeing it all <laughs> unfold as they're walking through the neighborhood. Sure. Mm -hmm. God, there's some. It's called a stair lift. A stair lift? It's a stair lift. But it lifts there you. There we go. It should be called 
an old person lift or it should be you're right yeah old person lift not doing anything stair to lift. the stairs themselves Those portable stair lifts that's poor writing that's not subject verb object really you see mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. they've they've stuck the object in the wrong spot and therefore it appears that the stairs are being lifted i was i did yes. want to say too that the family is so supportive of their dad because uh, absolutely I, I don't think he makes maybe a single thing that works maybe the one mm-hmm. thing that does is they do dim the lights with a controller which i feel like is ahead of its time but Far, even yeah. when mm-hmm. even when the mom squeezes i think it's the mom no no it's billy squeezes billy. an orange in the orange mm-hmm. press i mean mm-hmm. it first off it doesn't work and then second yeah. off it spews probably the amount from like five oranges all over the kitchen <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a lot of You know juice. one invention that Mr. Peltzer does make work? What? I... Family. Aww. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, I'm glad that we were. I'm glad that during this moment we were already holding hands. That was nice. <laughs> that was we, a nice touch. As we walk through snowy Kingston Falls, yes, and we've just gone to see Mr. Hanson, our old uh, elementary science teacher. We've left a Mogwai with him. Um, and then where does Billy go? Well, we've got to meet some other characters. There's his uh, uh, fellow co-worker. At, uh, I guess he's a manager. He's kind of a jerk. Uh, he gives Billy a hard Scott time to, to Billy. Oh, Judge we've Reinhold? Got Kate. Yes, yeah. Judge Reinhold. He's mean. Yeah, Gerald. Jerry, don't call me that. It's Gerald. <laughs> uh, and then Kate, played by the lovely Phoebe Cates, which is Billy's love interest. Those two are adorable. Mm-hmm. We see the bank. We see that he's mean. We find out she's been helping out at the bar, uh, Kate, because, I, what is it? He couldn't afford to keep employees anymore or something like that? The the owner of the bar? Uh, uh, I don't know. It's a pretty gross bar, so maybe things just aren't going well. It's also a pretty romantic bar. It, oh, well, that's true. Oh, that's where everybody's that's right. my dad proposed to everybody's <laughs> got, mom. Uh, and engaged. I do feel yeah. like I just re- I just remember because we mentioned it on your podcast, and I don't I don't want to brush over Judge Reinhold's most amazing pickup line of all pickup lines in history. <laughs> trying to get Phoebe Cates to come over and see his new apartment, mm-hmm. he says, and I quote, "We're talking cable. We're talking cable. We're talking cable." <laughs> and. Uh, Please tune in to the TV and movie trivia podcast to hear more about that. Yeah, I just can't believe that didn't work. <laughs> uh, so uh, back at home, uh, Stripe, the uh, ringleader of the Mogwai, tricked Billy into feeding them after midnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't know it's after midnight until the next morning. Uh, something has gone on. They've made these little pods that look like the pods from Alien and... Uh, they're gonna hatch and he doesn't realize till the morning when his mom comes up and she's like i I think she was it his mom who says you didn't feed him after midnight did you and he's like no and then he looks at his clock and realizes it still says 11 35 and someone or something has chewed through the cord that connects his uh his alarm clock to the wall yeah and this is where we started talking about all the rules too and how arbitrary they seem because at this point too i'm wondering if they became evil gremlins because they themselves were already kind of evil and i was wondering if that was a effect of the water like if you fed uh gizmo food would he be would a would he become an evil gremlin or could you be a good gremlin mm-hmm. 
And, and see, we, I don't know. We, I feel like I feel like Gizmo has been through this before because of some of his reactions to to the bad gremlins starting yeah. to act like bad gremlins. Well, I, I think this whole scenario has played out in in Gizmo's history at some point. And it does raise uh-huh. the question of like, how do you actually how do you go about making more Mogwai the correct way? Is it just a traditional like Mogwai mating thing, or is it is this the only way that you make more Mogwai? And if so, then why is there only one good one? And maybe <laughs> let's go down the rabbit hole. Maybe that's why the the shop owner was so like, yeah, we're not going to sell you this. It's like we've gone to a lot of work. This is the one good Mogwai. The maybe. one good one. And the maybe one reformed it is a traditional one. Mogwai mating. Maybe that's what the song is. Maybe uh, you know you have to. A mating female, song. And then maybe she accepts you and is like, okay, I'll mate with you because you did a good song. <laughs> and then they make more gremlin babies. Sure. Sure. I That's know we how- were also confused about the rules as far as what's after midnight. <laughs> right. Like, wh- what midnight are we speaking of? Uh, so Lynn and Billy, they've got the cocoons. And then this is when it starts to get worse. Uh, I think Stripe... Is it... The swimming pool at the YMCA, is that where he jumps in and yeah. then makes all these other gremlins and then they go crazy on the town? Yeah, yeah. it's Stripe has the brilliant idea to head to the YMCA and jump the pool. And uh, it, it really Honestly, is a, a great idea. idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. It really yeah. is. It makes a bunch of gremlins and yeah. Mad props. Things are going to go poorly. And they immediately do. Uh, all hell breaks loose. People are dying. The town is in absolute chaos. And uh, and we're laughing the whole time. <laughs> and, and, really and, and, and it's just really a good time for our seats. I was uh, wondering a good how job those... of making you just kind of enjoy watching people get you know tortured uh, and killed. <laughs> they they do a great job as filmmakers of bringing us along on the ride and making us you know complicit in this mayhem. Uh, I was wondering how those alien like pods did get out of the gremlin box. Oh. Huh. Hmm. Well, how? let's let's how indeed. It, let's be pretty clear. Uh, regardless of the reproduction process, when they do, there's a lot of like popping and shooting across the room. So I assume the pods are just very similar, right? I mean, because like when they're furry, they just pop right out of his back and just kind of fly all sure, over the place. Right. So it's probably a very similar process. I'll buy it. <laughs> I'll buy it. There. All right, you guys want to do another round of a uh, of final girl? I don't. Then, I don't uh, want do to because it. it means we say goodbye to two more lovely contestants. But we have to. Such is the case. In Somebody Slasherville. has to die. Even Christmas in Slasherville is a deadly affair. Mm-hmm. But we'll make it fun. We'll have fun <laughs> killing you. All right. Into the hatch. The names go. Hi, 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 hi. Kawabanga. You're right. That wasn't very good. I've got to come up with something better. Uh, let's see here. How about this? I was happy with it. All right. All right. I don't know what you're talking. I don't know what you're talking about. That cowabunga was great. It spoke to the oh, wait. What spoke am I to thinking? the Ninja Turtle in us all. On point. That's a. That's enough. That's enough out of me. Okay, here we go. Uh, it is first out of the hatch, Cecilia Pate and Ellis D. He looked so cool in his ripped blue jeans. He winked and asked me if I'd be his queen. Only if you'll marry me and make me your wife. Then he hopped on his motorcycle and ran for his life. 
you survived. Well done. Congratulations. I will say that when it goes PG, the, the rhymes get a lot shorter. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, he got on his motorcycle. He ran away. Jerk. Would you do the same, Alex? If, if you were trying to make a girl your queen and she said, first, you got to put a ring on it. Would you get on that motorcycle and run away? Well, it's I maybe yes no. I've never ridden or driven a motorcycle, so like if you could change it to a car or something, then you probably get a more mm-hmm. honest answer. Because right now I'm just scared <laughs> of like getting on because you can't just jump on a bike. You've never ridden a motorcycle. I'll be like, you know, <laughs> see you later, babe. And then it's like, it's like I don't know. Do you know how to start this, honey? So like, let's put it as a car because I don't know how to start a motorcycle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, it's not very cool. Okay. And yeah. then it's right, a been... sensible sedan, a Saturn. Yes. He got into his Saturn and ran for his life. Absolutely. Uh, then, <laughs> so then in that scenario, it's like, uh, yeah, I think that makes sense. Because it. my knowledge, at least in this scenario, is that um, if you like it, then you you should have put a ring on uh, It's true. So I don't know. I, oh, I guess oh, it would oh, depend if oh, I liked oh, it or not. Brian, are you staying or are you going? Are you going to put a ring on it or are you going to run? I guess we're getting hitched. <laughs> Ooh, all right. Sorry. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Up next, out of the hatch, it's Penelope Love and Xenomorphia. Tiptoe down the stairs while everyone is asleep. To peek at your presence, you quietly creep. With a razor, you unseal the tape on the box. You unwrapped your gift as sly as a fox. What you find inside, you never wished for. A spring-loaded cleaver opens your face like a door. You are dead. Oh, holy smokes. Wow. Spring-loaded cleaver. Wow. Who the that face? there? Don't be fooled by the PG, folks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That was rough stuff. All right. So, Chastity, Miss Inga Tooth, Margaret Snatcher, Anita Heartless, Penelope, Love, Xenomorphia, all expired their bodies are stacked here in the very expensive slasherville studios uh that means cecilia pate lsd you will make it to the final round of final girl and we will find out which one of you will survive to win the mystery prize all of that we'll talk some more to mr brian sheehan and we'll talk about the big climax of 1984's gremlins when we come back stick around i i forgot it's a christmas episode Hey, it's me, Wallaby Wanker, here to remind you to never try to pet a strange animal. It could be confused or injured. But I also want to remind you to not forget about your friend and mine, the Wallaby. During the hot Australian holiday season, many Wallabies get put on the back burner. They're cute, yeah, but they're basically just kangaroos, aren't they? And when you think too much about the pouches, it's pretty gross. Anyway, don't forget about them. And, or rather, <laughs> or at least help me support those forgotten holiday wallabies here at Wallaby Wankers Holiday Wallaby Rescue. If there's one thing I know about slasher villains, it's that they have a soft spot for holiday wallabies and safety, which I'm realizing now is kind of weird because 
what do we, what do wallabies, or really even me for that matter, have to do with Slasherville, which I think we've probably at least established a little, probably isn't in Australia. Well, I'm a friend of the show, aren't I? Anyway, let's not forget about the holiday wallabies that I'm taking care of at Wallaby Wankers Holiday Wallaby Rescue. Please send me money. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the final uh, little, what do we call these sections? I don't know. Final segment of Slasher I Hardly Are, our special Christmas Morsels. episode. Morsels. Our final morsel of uh, Slasher I Hardly Know or the Christmas episode for 2023, where we watched uh, this classic movie, Gremlins. I know some of you will say, gosh, guys, uh, you're kind of going light on the horror, but I would disagree with you uh, a lot. I think there are probably uh-huh. a lot of, not that there's anything wrong with it, I'm just saying I think there would be a lot of horror movie podcasts that were... Uh, you know, leaning into the silent night, deadly nights and stuff like that right now. Whereas, uh, instead of doing Krampus, which we may do at some point, we have chosen to do gremlins where I would argue there are probably uh, as many, if not more deaths. There are, you know what? I, somebody somewhere has done a body count on this movie and we should probably look it up before the end of the show, but I mean, I'll get on it. A Deagle gets it. One gremlin in a blender, one gremlin in a microwave. And then doesn't she stab another gremlin? And then, I mean, by the end of it, every gremlin has died. I don't remember how many we ended up with after the YMCA pool incident, but there are droves of gremlins running around. Uh, wreaking havoc on this town, enough to fill a, uh, a theater, because later they're all watching Snow White together. Um, I, what do you think? Do we have hundreds of gremlins? Well, yeah, I think that uh, I think that this is, I think you make a good point. When you think about Kill Count, you have to think about just how many gremlins there were. Like, even if we find a Kill Count online, which I'm, I'm looking mm-hmm. at right now, it's, it would just be an estimate, but this one estimates that there were about 150 gremlins just in the theater that died. Just in the theater, uh, plus the humans. The we lose some humans in three a of number of gruesome ways. Yeah, three humans, hundreds mm-hmm. of gremlins, or at least over 100. So there's a, there's a high, high body count in gremlins and some gruesome deaths. Yeah. And some funny deaths, too. I was going to say, I think we totally skipped over that kitchen scene. Yeah, oh, that's the yeah, one. That's the one that that shocked my child, and he's like, "I can't watch this, Papa. Please don't make me watch it." Why he called me Papa, I don't know, because he just called just me Just in this but... instance, just in this instance, ah, Papa, this is too scary. So, but he put the emphasis on the second pa, so it was even more adorable. Papa, 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 <laughs> Papa no, this is turn off this frightful it's movie. Far Papa, too scary. I will head out to the fjords to play instead. <laughs> Put on your leader hose and go <laughs> skip through the fjords. <laughs> I'll watch Gremlins by myself. Thank goodness your son is not a listener of our podcast. <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, we, we've got a lot of deaths. This is definitely a horror movie. This is a horror comedy adventure. Uh, it reeks of 80s. If you are a child of the 80s, you're going to be just drenched in nostalgia. So much Literally good. dripping with nostalgia. Um, you'll have to get a special nostalgia towel to tell uh-huh. off all the nostalgia you're, and just to remind you're gonna have folks, to borrow Mr. Don't Brian forget to bring a towel. His, uh, 
hitchhiker's towel <laughs> to towel off all of the nostalgia dripping, dripping from your body, dripping from your furry chest. Mm. Do you guys hear that? Do you guys hear that? Uh, is that Santa? Santa, is that you? I don't, I don't know. I hear something. Oh, it's me, <laughs> Wallaby Claws. Oh, oh, wait, that's that's just Wallaby oh, Wanker no, in, in, a, in a bad beard. It's me, the Australian Santa Claus, Wallaby Claws, bringing all the They don't the have good... Santa in Australia. They do, they do. <laughs> I, tra- <laughs> I travel on a team of kangaroo. And, Why uh, are you here, Wallaby? Surprisingly, not Wallabies. Only and every bringing a, a stuffed koala and sometimes real to every child down under. Okay, well that's nice. I see you've brought some gifts uh, in the bag. I'm assuming uh-huh. those are gifts. What's in the bag, Wallaby? Only koalas. That's all I have. <laughs> live it's, koalas. Uh, some live, some stuff. Mostly live. <laughs> why did you transport them in that in that tiny that bag there it's closed i mean some of them at the bottom are probably suffocating wallaby <laughs> wallaby claws does with what he can i'm very poor i appreciate it <laughs> I just i just wow. i just have the one sack thank you wallaby no, claws oh. You Wait. think maybe <laughs> you. we should take some of them out of the bag, Wallaby, to let the ones at the bottom mm. breathe? You want to you wanna let some of those those koalas out? What's it? Huh? What? Oh, I'm getting a what? call. I have to go <laughs> spread more Australian wow. Christmas cheer. Goodbye, Bye. everybody. Uh, Here, uh, have an extra koala. Bye. Bye, Wallaby. Bye, Wallaby. Good luck. Oh, my wow. goodness. So, that was awesome. Brian, Alex <laughs> you know, knows this because he, he's been on the show a lot, but sure. that is the first time I have seen Wallaby squirm a little bit, get a little bit uncomfortable, <laughs> and no. suddenly leave. I think uh, he was that, embarrassed. He's usually full of cheer and, and good advice. I mean, I hate him, but that's the first time he was like, ugh, uh, and backed out of a room slowly. <laughs> I, I think... <laughs> It was socioeconomic embarrassment, you know, because you you got on him uh-huh. about getting the dead koalas out of his sack, and he was like, "Well, he's clearly now calling me out on the fact that I've pushed all these koalas, shoved them all into a sack, uh-huh. and uh-huh. Uh, but you know, it's all he could afford, yeah. man." Oh, and I don't doubt that Wallaby had the best intentions to give people adorable koalas. I think he just didn't think it through. He's still, yeah. I was expecting one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, when he was throwing the koalas at us as he went away on his kangaroo-driven sled, uh, (laughs) I personally thought they would at least be of the alive variety i didn't realize he was just Uh throwing dead koala out Um, (laughs) i don't know that he realized it i don't know that you know i think you just reach in the sack and you pull out what you get Uh right i have never seen him rattled like that to the point that he was putting uh, animals in danger usually he's you know an advocate for safety and and harmony among humans and animals next year let's let's talk to let's see if we can get in touch with wallaby claws and see if we can help him iron this thing out for next year listeners i we don't have like a a patreon or anything set up like that but if you want to go ahead and make a donation so that wallaby Mm -hmm. can get a better bag or some some, Mm -hmm. just some more money in general 
general so right. that he's please. not accidentally killing please. koalas. Yeah. Uh, Do not yeah. send live koala, though, please. Or dead. Yeah. Yeah. Don't send koalas. Send, this send is a financial wallaby. thing. Send it to Slasher I Hardly Know or Care of Wallaby Claws, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see that it gets to him. Uh, I, can we can we leave uh, Kingston Falls for just a moment, or let's just sit down? Have at we one been of the, there uh, yet? The booths here at Kingston Falls in the bar. What's the name okay. of this tavern anyway? Dory's. Uh, it has a name. Dory's. That's right. Because uh, I, I got a couple of, of trivia questions, so you gotta just sit down oh, in this booth with me. Okay. Uh, let's sit down. Okay. Uh, uh, who wants to go first? I've got some scary movie trivia. I think. Hmm. I'll go Eeny, first to meeny, take. I will take miny, the. I want to take the pressure off our guest. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Alex, which actor from The Office portrayed one of the teenage protagonists in 2003's House of 1000 Corpses? One of the protagonists from The Office. Mm -hmm. I I am going to say I'm going to feel stupid when I get it wrong. I'm going to... Can you... Will you give me hints? Can I... Is it a female? It is not a female. It is not a female. Then I have absolutely no guesses <laughs> whatsoever. If you don't uh, already know this, I think you're going to be shocked when you find out the answer. Um, I'd like to take a stab at it. Yeah, please yeah, do. Please. Uh, can I take a stab at BJ Novak? Uh, it is not BJ Novak. Uh, um, it is not Jim. It is not Michael. Ed? Anybody? Anybody? It's not Ed. It's not uh, uh what's his name? The the crazy guy. Uh, I just forgot his name. I met Andy. Uh, he used to play in a. What's the guy's name? He's got gray hair and he's always doing. You know, Creed? you know that he's committed crimes in his life. Yes, Creed. <laughs> Creed. Creed used to play in a band, a famous '60s band. Uh, I can't think of the name right now. The Grassroots. Famous like. Was it the grassroots? I was trying to think of that song, uh, but I think what? he got kicked out of the band because he took too much LSD before one of their shows, and he was looking down at his bass, and he, he saw a magical accordion, but apparently he did not play well, and they let him go after that show. Is- that makes sense. <laughs> what? But, no, it's not Creed either. It is Dwight Schrute, Mr. Rain Wilson. No way. Uh, there is so much about what you just said that I have questions about. This was all great. What a yeah. good question. Really good. He's in it. Really yeah. good. Wow. He I'm, looks like I'm, himself, I'm, too. He's got glasses on. I think they transform him kind of oh, like in Tusk into some kind of fish creature or something like that. Yeah, gross. Tusk is an It's a gross-looking picture. Very cool. Anyway. All, All right. right. Well done. So, well done. Brian, you have your question of your own, okay. um, which is, which storytelling medium inspired and is homaged by uh, I'm sorry homaged in creep show from 1982 storytelling medium uh would that be like VHS they make it look like this medium uh you know uh, things they put on the screen when they're going from story to story and it had many imitators after this I believe oh so you know this one Alex I do know this one yeah of course yeah this one I'm blanking on if Alex wants to steal uh, sure, I'll I'll jump in. Uh, it's comic book because comic that's, how, books, that's yes. how they jump in and out of the anthology. Gotcha. Uh, Very cool. Ding, ding, ding. You are correct. That is a first. We've never had you uh, miss your own question, but each of you still the other's question. So you both that's got good. them right. I like it. Woohoo! 
Right, look at us. That is our movie trivia. So do we need to talk about the climax of this wonderful film, Gremlins? Let's do it. All right, so we're in a movie theater. The Gremlins have destroyed Kingston Falls. They've, they've, it's just torn to bits. They've caused car accidents. There are deaths. There is mayhem. And the Gremlins have decided the way to cap off the evening is to go to the local theater and watch Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. dwarves. Uh, and they are, uh, or is it dwarfs? Oh, gosh. I'm I think sorry. it's dwarves. Recovering English yeah, major. Uh, that one's going to bug me. <laughs> Anyway, so they're watching the movie, and Billy and Kate get the brilliant idea, we should burn this movie theater. Mm -hmm. So they set it on fire. Is everyone dead? Well, they should be, except that I believe it was Stripe left the movie because he wanted some more popcorn or candy, but they were out in the movie theater. He looks out the window across the street. He sees a light that says candy. (laughs) He leaves the theater. He goes. So he's not in there when the place explodes. Uh, so they've killed all the Gremlins but one, right? That's what, yes. I mean, I don't understand how that's possible, but yeah, I think that is absolutely the case we are presented with. So he goes to, what is that, a department store that had the candy neon light up in the window? Yeah, I kind of, inside it's kind of like like a Walmart super center-ish. It's got a lot of things. Yeah. There's a yeah. garden center, there's home goods, you know, but I don't know what it actually is. Yeah. Yeah, so they uh, Billy goes in. Kate goes with him. They have a fight. Billy gets shot with a tiny gremlin-sized crossbow. Uh, I believe Stripe also finds a, a revolver at some point and tries shooting him. Um, and then he also starts shooting Billy with a, uh, what do you call those ball launchers? It's shooting, I don't know, tennis balls or baseballs yeah. at him. And uh, and then he ends up not getting killed, but the... the uh, Stripe the Gremlin ends up standing by a fountain. He is about to, you know, get wet so he can, I guess, reproduce. Can I pause real quick? Yes. Uh, I read some trivia that during this scene, uh, Stripe attacks Billy with a chainsaw as well, which was apparently not scripted, but added as an homage to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in this PG (laughs) movie. Oh, my. Another reason why this is a horror movie. Yes. Brought to us by our special guest, which is just awesome. I, I just couldn't believe that they it was like, oh, we need to, like, you know, play homage to this movie and this, you know, supposedly children's movie. I don't know. I mean, it's PG. It's got kid stars in it. It it was made to look fun, wasn't it? I mean, I, I really don't know because uh, in 84, I was, I was not old enough to watch this movie. So I don't remember the the marketing campaign, but certainly toes a line I, I you know what i guess it is a kids movie i guess i don't think of it as a kids movie because now i'm an adult and i watched it as a kid like i'm like I mean, this is a lot just of the a movie. movies we watched as kids of the 80s were pretty messed up <laughs> couldn't get away with a lot of the stuff well we've done then. temple of doom together uh-huh it's true and that's pretty dark I mean, even goonies is kind of rough you got yeah. a you know a, a, a deformed man being kept prisoner down in a basement You've got criminals. They're trying yeah. to put that one kid's hand in a blender chunk. Holy smokes. Yeah, that's... Oh, there's dead huh. bodies falling out of freezers. This is why we're such a tough generation. Because <laughs> we were raised <laughs> to know that uh-huh. just out and about playing around with our friends, the Tortellis could possibly kidnap us and then chase us in, you know, to like the sewers uh, uh-huh. trying to find pirates treasure uh, the rich stuff the rich stuff. one-eyed um, willie the rich stuff right, that's right. and we I, knew that's, 
that could happen at any moment growing up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. true. There are yeah. villains behind every corner, around every corner, <laughs> behind every door. Uh, <laughs> I love the scene in Goonies where the Fratellis have Chunk sitting at the table and they're threatening to, to blend his hand and he starts confessing every terrible thing he ever did. Yes. <laughs> and he's crying. He's like in third grade. <laughs> He's talking about he's seat. talking about mixing up the fake puke. I think he calls uh-huh. it a bucket of puke. I think he says puke. Uh, maybe he says throw up. I don't remember what he says, but uh, and then he's like, and I. And what I love is when he's crying. I can't believe we're talking about this. Well, he's crying so hard, and then he starts doing the impression of the impression <laughs> he was doing of throwing up, and he's like, and then I was like, <laughs> and he's crying while he's doing it. That's like so. That's gold. <laughs> oh so good so good so good and he's now like a powerful la attorney uh, that's fun yeah that's true that's true okay so back to gremlins let's get back to gremlins we <laughs> let's gotta keep get, talking about goonies we gotta get brian <laughs> on his way uh yeah, we yeah. will have him back next christmas for goonies ah, um, but uh right now yes we're at the climax where you know things kind of I won't say I haven't already gone off the deep end, but I mean in this scene we got we've got Gizmo driving a tiny little pink Barbie car. Uh mm-hmm. you know, we have we have a lot of ridiculousness in this scene, but it also gets pretty dark. I mean, like when we get to the kind of the finale where or I mean, don't you know, let me skip ahead if you don't want, but uh when he gets to the fountain in the garden center like uh things get turned up a level like we're we're clearly at the climax of the movie and this is a a pretty intense moment if i remember correctly yeah yes yeah first off again in that garden scene stripe i think still has a gun but billy just walks in there with like a broken arm I, i like injured like he doesn't go in prepared at all no not at all of course i i mean i think he's he's operating on uh you know, just instinct at this point, because like, what do you do? You gotta, you gotta stop this guy before they have to go kill 150 more gremlins again. He's running on fumes. Yeah. He's just got to get in there. Oh man. But you know, he's a hero. When Stripe does get into the sun there, that is a pretty graphic scene that might've been gruesome. If if I wasn't scared yet in the movie as a child, that would have pushed me over the edge. This is the thing that did it. Yeah, that's nasty. I mean, it looks so good when he melts. Uh, the sun hits him. He goes down into the fountain. You think it's over. Then he pops out, and you get this gooey, just dissolving, uh, melting gremlin. Gremlin uh, skeleton He's still thing. alive, and he's melting. Uh, remind so remind so me good. how the sun gets him. Like, how are they able to get him hit with the sun? Uh, that's when Gizmo... Uh, is Gizmo uh, drives in, ramps off the snow shovel, and grabs, like, the shade, the window shade. Yep, that's what it is. That's what it is. Way to go, Gizmo. Classic Die Hard moment. (laughs) Late late series Die Hard moment. You know, when when Bruce Willis is a superhero. I'm so glad you said that. Uh, All right, yeah, so, yeah, they're dead. Happily ever after? Uh, Is there a, 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 a hint at a sequel? That maybe um, a gremlin survived other than Gizmo? I think all you is need there? is one. Just as long as you Gizmo's alive. You just need him alive. to get wet, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. 
Because we get Gremlins 2 and we get Gremlins 3, but Kingston Falls is safe for now, albeit it has a black eye because it had one crazy night. Yes, and let's be clear. We haven't gotten Gremlins 3 yet, but we will. Yeah, I just saw a thumbnail for it this morning when I was looking up Gremlins stuff. Yes, all... All uh, all roads point to the fact that Gremlins 3, at least at last check, is going to be a thing. And the concept art looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping Maybe for... they'll bring back Judge Reinhold and he'll be like, we're talking streaming. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hope they make that joke. Uh, Man. <laughs> I'm hoping for a lot here. You know, I was reading, the, I was reading more trivia on this. Director said he has no idea why this movie was successful, and he also liked the second one more. So I'm hoping good things for the third one. I am too. I I mean, like, you know, there still could be no third one, but it sure looks like it's going to happen. To me, like everything I've read recently, just because we were doing this, it looks like we got a good shot. Heck yeah. Uh, We've got to do uh, uh, Crunchiest Kills. We've got to rate this movie play the final round of Final Girl, and then find out which movie we are Ooh, watching We got next. a lot. We got a lot to do. Before we do that, Alex, can I ask you a very important question? Uh, go ahead. What are you into? What are you into? Into. Into. What are you into? What's all this screaming about? The joy of Christmas. Uh, you enjoying Christmas? Uh, just, the, just the happy loving joy of christmas i'm a uh, for being a horror movie fan i'm a a christmas geek like yesterday i rushed Mm -hmm. to get my you know this we put off a podcast so i could rush to get my uh christmas lights on my house before the winter storm hit and i am currently watching snow dance across the sky and cover my lawn as my christmas lights flash it's yeah that's what i'm into man i'm into the joy of christmas what about you Nice. Uh, I have been, I started It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia from the very beginning. Um, Nice. So my wife had never watched it, so we are are watching that. We're still on season one, but (laughs) we've got a lot of seasons to watch. What are we on? Season 15? I think so. It's been on way longer than I thought it would. The internet, it's the longest running live action sitcom, I believe. Yep. Rivaled only by like animated shows like The Simpsons. I don't know South how Park. that's possible. I mean, I know how it's possible. I'm a fan, but I'm saying like yeah. I've been a fan of so many things that just didn't survive, and yet this mm-hmm. kinky little little uh, FX sitcom out of nowhere uh, is like literally. There are people who have never known a life without Always Sunny being on air, and they're getting that's their crazy. driver's licenses. And it is so offensive. My goodness, yeah. I forgot how just wrong on every level it is. And it's just like, who can we offend this episode? Season one so, and two especially. Yes. Nobody is safe. Yes, absolutely. And I thought when Danny DeVito came on, I was like, oh, man, they're reaching. They're doing yeah. this just to stay uh-huh. on the air. And it was like, oh, yep. no, it was because this is exactly how this show was supposed to evolve. Well, uh-huh. I did hear that uh-huh. was why it was stayed on the air that the uh the studio says you need to get a big name on this project if you want to stay yeah well it worked i mean he just like dropped in perfectly i mean like i can't imagine it without him when i watch those early seasons without him now it's weird (laughs) 
he he fits it's that only show the first so well. Season. What he do? does, he does. They had to do it because of pressure from the the, the executives at FX. But then I think it all worked out. For the so best. when did I he too though? Like, huh? He, he when starts did he off get at episode it? two? Episode two, <clears throat> season two. Uh, not episode two, season season, season two, two. Episode okay, because I was like, there's. I I remember there being at least a whole season without him. And it's I mean, weird. Just the now. first season. Just one season. I was a little bit upset episodes. like you. I was like, why are you bringing in a name? We don't need him. Uh, season one was fantastic. All right, yeah, Brian, what are, what are you into, sir? Uh, what am I into? I've been into audiobooks recently, and I've been making my way through a Stephen King series, uh, all featuring this character named Holly Gibney. Uh, I started it after watching the TV show The Outsider, uh, which, which I thought I was seen. excellent. So I started going through the books, liking those a lot. And uh, I guess a couple of superhero TV shows as well. I recently finished Gen V and uh, am on Invincible right now. Ooh, Invincible. That's another one I sat down to sat down to watch with my, my kiddos, thinking like, oh, a cool action-adventure cartoon. And then, my goodness, is it just gory and violent as can be. It is rough stuff, starting with the first episode. Yep, yep. That's not a, that's not a young kid's show. <laughs> No, no. They were like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Do you guys want to watch this? They're like, I don't think we want to watch this. I'm like, all right. So we, we put on something else. Oh. <sighs> all right. So we've talked about what we're into. We need to award our crunchiest kills and then rate this movie. So uh, crunchiest kills. Uh, I don't know if you guys have got any bacon in there already. I can think of a couple. Um, so, uh, Brian, I think what we'll do is let you go first because we don't want to take the good one uh, if you've already There's thought so of many. your crunchiest kill. Oh, boy. Uh, so, Brian, uh, 1984's Gremlins, what will you give your crunchiest kill to? Crunchiest kill. Which which kill? I mean, I think the first one more tragic than we realized was probably the snowman at the beginning who Mrs. Deagle comes uh, into the bank true. for. <sighs> Uh, but (laughs) after the demise, literal decapitation (laughs) by the dog, um, I'm I'm gonna have to give Stripes death the the crunchiest kill. Oh yeah, agreed, agreed. That is very crunchy. Very well. All right, yeah, that's gross and super well done. What do you get? You're giving it to me. Sure, why not? Next, obviously you. You want to lean towards the uh, gremlin that is stuck in the blender or mixing bowl or whatever that is. Is that one of his inventions? Is that one of his Mr. name Pelsford's is on the bottom of it for sure. So there you go. So that so that one worked. That's good. That invention worked. <laughs> it did something. Uh, it did. It worked. Yeah, it, it worked for the purpose in this one. I think the uh, I'm gonna go with the microwave though. The yep. micro the the gremlin that was microwaved is uh, brutal. Uh, what I'm going to go by by Miss Miss uh, Mrs. Peltzer. All right, that's a good one. I'm going to go with Mrs. Deagle taking her stair lift up the stairs, flying out the window, so uh, good, falling to her death. Classic. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a you know it's a, one of those staircases that kind of goes around, and so she is shot out the front of the house. Launched, uh, launched from the out house the front of the as house. if from a cannon. It's beautiful yeah, to watch. Wonderful, wonderful scene. Good pick. A lot of good ones to pick from yep. in this one. We got to rate this thing, which means we're going to have to come up with a rating system, and uh, and there's so much to choose from. I, I wrote down How bathroom many? buddies. 
How many bathroom buddies? How many um, <laughs> melty, melted, sun melted, gremlin corpses? <laughs> how many? How many microwave exploded gremlins? How <gasps> many lipstick wearing uh, bar dwellers? Uh huh. Um, how many stair lift launched Mrs. Deagles? Oh, I mean, that's the just one. Mogwai. Let I like stair lift launched Mrs. D. <laughs> All right, that works for me. I think uh, that's a good one, and we I don't know if she's a miss or a missus, so my apologies uh, to uh, her surviving family members. I don't yes. think there's a Mister yes. Deagle, but maybe there is. I don't think I don't, there is. Maybe. I think he died from and then uh, in jail from tax evasion. Oh well, then she'd oh, still be a missus though. What? <laughs> was so that mentioned still... in the movie? How do you know this? I feel like I looked that up, up somewhere. Like, uh, wow, there was something That's about. Or, you know what? I could be confusing this with another movie. I, uh, hey, you could be totally Mrs. right. Mrs. Deagle, I don't know. it is. All right, Mrs. Deagle. <laughs> How many stairlift launched Mrs. Deagles? So it's a ten scale. Uh, so what do you think? What are you, you going to give this one, Alex? Uh, I'm going to give this a very, very solid. Uh, eight and a half uh, launched stair launched Mrs. Deagles. You with your halves. Always with the halves. Because I want to be as precise as possible. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright. Uh, what do you think, Brian? How many how many stair launched Mrs. Deagles will you award 1984's Gremlins? Ooh, listen, uh, I I enjoy this movie a lot. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I think I might have to go with the seven for uh for gremlins uh it's i do really enjoy it it's fun for the holidays uh i i do Mm -hmm. believe i think we said this before that maybe Corey feldman felt like he phoned it in a little and so did their dad i think as well he's very chill about mr pelson everything i i mean he comes in at the end uh his son has just been shot and he's kind of like here's a coat you know uh (laughs) That's true. That's true. I uh, He does. I mean, I do get the impression that for most of the movie, the dad thought he was narrating an old Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um. So so I enjoy it, but I'm sticking with the seven for my rating. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meet you right there. I'm going to go with a seven out of ten for Gremlins. Uh, seven stair lift launch Mrs. Deagles. So a possible 22.5 out of 30. Not right. bad. So Not we're bad. gonna do the final round of final girl, uh, folks. Let's all come down to this: Chastity, Front Butt, Miss Inga, Tooth, Margaret, Snatcher, Anita, Heartless, Penelope, Love, Zena, Morphia, Dead, Cecilia, Pate, and LSD. You are our survivors. Let's see who is going to make it through the final round of final girl. I'm putting your names into the will. I'm closing the hatch. I'm spinning the will. Hurry! 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 <laughs> What was that? That's supposed, supposed to be Chewbacca. That was Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. That's, uh... Alex, can anybody do a good Chewbacca? Mine's suffering. You're saying Oh, that was really good. Was that? That was good. Was that you, Brian? Yeah. Was that you, Brian? That was really good. And bringing a legit Chewbacca. All right. Putting me that to shame awesome. on my own show, no less. That was awesome. Yeah. Wow. All right. All right, here we go. Up first. Oh, wait, I've got to do the part where I 
rip you apart. <laughs> you have What's been tragic ripped is, apart. is how that see he rips it into the mic, but we can't hear it. It's like when you guys can hear me cough, but the the, the uh-huh. listeners can't. Uh, and so it's really dramatic in the end, but for us, it's like, and we rip them apart. That's kind of what it sounds like on our end. <laughs> the, the paper tear is not uh, that that impressive on this end. You at home heard it, and it sounded beautiful. Oh, sure, sure. Like we folded by a pro. Okay, now I have to put you in the hatch, because now you've been ripped apart. So let's spin that wheel again. Brian, can you hit me with the Chewbacca at the end of three? Right. All right, well, here we go. <laughs> it's like he's here. It's like Chewbacca's here. That's amazing. All right. Wow. Wonderful. Okay, out first it is Cecilia Pate. All right, Cecilia. Let's see what's going to happen to you here. Round four. Cecilia, the old man who lives across the street... They say he salted his wife like Italian meat. But one night when burglars broke into your hovel, he saved you by smacking the burglars with a shovel. It just goes to show, don't judge what you don't know. A creepy old man for a kid might make a great bro. You survived. You Uh, survived, wow. Is that a Home Alone reference? Oh yeah. Got that snow shovel. Nice. Well done. All right, that means our final turn here. LSD. Oh, Ellis, you came so far. Let's find out what happens. You find yourself crawling through a vent. yippee Kaye! it's Christmas again. But these aren't the vents from before. These vents are full of xenomorphs. The last thing you see before you die, your face melting in the reflection of the xenomorph's eye. You died. Wow. Brutal. That. That is brutal. And really, sorry to see you go. That's just terrible. But a really cool Rest crossover of Die Hard and Alien. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Probably one of the best, I would say one of the best times, at least for me, uh, that that's ever been featured in a podcast. <laughs> Do you, Making history here, people. I mean, it's yeah. I think that's pretty, pretty good. All right, we've got seven dead bodies. Rest in peace. You're all dead. But Cecilia Pate, you are our final girl. Let me tell you how you claim your prize. Get on Instagram. Send us a direct message. Don't comment. Uh, We don't want anybody who didn't hear the show yet to know whether they lived or died. Uh, So keep it a secret. Is it secret? Is it safe? Send us a direct message, Cecilia, that says, hey, guys, I listened to the show. I am the final girl. Send me that mystery prize, and we will get your mystery prize in the mail ASAP. Uh, And that is it. Congratulations, Cecilia. You are our final girl. And thanks to everybody else who played. Come back. Play again. We love repeat players. People come back all the time. We're getting a nice stable of people who keep playing this game over and over again. And the stable is growing. Anyway. Thanks for playing. Uh, and I think that's about it. Alex is working on picking the next movie for the next show. Before we talk about that, Brian, thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, Mr. Brian Sheehan of TV and Movie Trivia Pod. Tell people how they can find your show. Uh, I'll go ahead and vouch for this guy's show, and not just because I'm a three-time guest. <laughs> uh, but 
It's a great show. If you love TV and movie trivia, uh, the questions are good. They get harder in each round. It's a lot of fun to, to listen to with friends and play along with, or just uh, by yourself in the car, see what you know about these movies and trivia. It's fun to answer the questions. It's also fun because it's a walk down memory lane for, for a lot of these movies that you pick. Anyway, I'm Yammering. Brian, how can they find your show? How can they look you up and become listeners of TV and Movie Trivia Pod? Well, I appreciate all the kind words, and thank you guys so much for having me on your podcast. Uh, again, I've been listening for a while now, and I uh, love all the gimmicks and uh, just being a part of it. And so thank you guys so much for including me and uh, having me for your Christmas episode here. Oh, dude, thanks for doing it. Of course. Uh but uh, hey, hey everyone, do? I'm we Brian. Did we do all right keeping it squeaky clean? I'm sorry? Did we do all right keeping it squeaky uh, clean? Absolutely. How do we do? Absolutely. Uh, totally fine. Let's just say for a second, you're the MPAA. Uh, what what are you going to rate this episode? I, I, it'd have to be PG. I mean, they're sure <sighs> we got a cleaver to the face, but I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that's still PG. All right. Parental guidance. PG. <laughs> Our first ever PG episode. Uh, well, guys, uh, again, I'm Brian Ear, host of the TV and Movie Trivia Podcast. It's a trivia-style podcast focusing on TV and movies. So listen in for questions like, what's the name of Michael Scott's screenplay? What do you say to view the Marauder's map? What are Tony Stark's last words to Thanos in Avengers Endgame? And where does Ron Burgundy say he is when he calls the news station sobbing from a phone booth? <laughs> I've covered The Office, Harry Potter, Marvel, Will Ferrell movies, Lord of the Rings, and so much more. Uh, and you can find me on all the socials at TV Trivia Pod and preview questions every day and listen wherever you find podcasts for more TV and movie trivia. Dude, those questions make me want to listen uh, for sure. Yeah, what were Tony Stark's last words? Uh, also, famously, his last words in the very first Iron Man movie uh thanos snaps his fingers says i am inevitable tony has snuck the glove off and says i am iron man that's awesome all right well fantastic so micah do you want to know what our movie is for uh, oh buddy you know i this believe is my the last of the movie of 2023 i believe is what this will be wow okay what's it gonna be what's um, it gonna be micah i'm gonna give you some opportunities here so if uh -huh. I was trying to pick something epic for our last movie of 2023, and it was me picking the movie, what director do you think I would pick? Uh, John Carpenter? Ah, that is a good guess, but really Alex-specific. Oh, let's see here. Not, all right, who, who, which director? You said director, right? I did, I did. But actually, uh, you know, I, I could say writer. Oh, oh, oh. I, I, I was like trying to Google Friday the uh -huh. 13th to uh -huh. see like who directed those because I couldn't remember because I know it changes uh -huh. uh, from movie to movie, which means it's probably not that if you're saying which director. It can only be one man, Alex. Uh, okay. The love of your life. Uh-huh. <laughs> The apple of your eye, uh -huh. Mr. Adam Green. That is correct. We will be watching 2010's Frozen, written and directed by Adam Green. Frozen? Yes, absolutely. I don't know this one. Oh. I thought I was familiar with, uh, with, his, uh, with his movies. I don't know Frozen. Neither do I. Well, uh, a typical day on the slopes turns into a chilly nightmare for three snowboarders when they get stranded on the chairlift before their last run. 
As the ski patrol switches off the nightlights, they realize with growing panic that they've been left behind, dangling high off the ground with no way down. I'm pretty sure I've seen this, and I didn't know it was an Adam Green movie. Is it a guy and a girl on a ski lift? Uh, Mike, Micah, I have never seen this movie. You just said three, though, three snowboarders. Uh, I did. Uh, oh, I, you know what? I think it's two guys and a girl, and I, I think I have is, seen this movie. I can't remember his name, but it's the guy from The Rookie, the TV show The Rookie. He's definitely from then, X-Men. Yes, and uh, Kane Hodder is in it. I don't know what role he plays. I just know that he's in it because I've heard Adam Green talk about this movie forever. Like this was a big, you know, deal for, you know, him getting in, you know, getting his name out there and stuff. It's apparently a mm-hmm. great movie. I've never seen it. I've always wanted to. It's in the snow. It is cold. Yeah. It is not necessarily Christmas specific. It's perfect. Frozen. Watch it. All right, all right. I thought I think I saw this when it first came out back. What is it, twenty ten, eleven, somewhere around there? Uh, not in the movie theaters. I think I may have actually gotten it on a digital video disc from a mailing mm-hmm. service called Netflix. Wow, that's cool. What they well, do, guys, is they'll take a, a digital video disc. They'll put it into a marked envelope that says Netflix. They'll send it to you. It'll be too scratched to watch, so you you let them know that it's scratched, and then they send you another one. It was a long and time you watch ago, that. Guys. It was a long time ago, and for those of you that want to watch Frozen, it is currently streaming for free on Roku, Tubi, I believe Amazon Prime has it, uh, and then Micah, of course. I own this movie, though I've never seen it. Cool so beans. You, you, hey, you did, you, did, you guys, did you guys hear that Netflix is maybe going to open a brick-and-mortar stores? I heard that. What is up with that? What are they going to have, DVDs? Uh, I have... I have honestly no idea. It feels a little backwards. You know, I remember. I think it would be pretty dope if I could walk up to like a kiosk or whatever and like stick in a thumb drive and grab a movie before like a plane trip or something. That'd be cool. Although people probably just load viruses onto it. When Redbox came along and was helping to kill Blockbuster, I thought that Blockbuster's marketing team should have shown people at a Redbox uh, in the hot sun, in hail, in snow, in rain, you know, <laughs> trying to get a, a movie out of the box, just like suffering. And it we- could be like, Blockbuster, go inside the box or come inside the box. <laughs> oh, and then oh, like they can go inside and be comfortable and yada, yada. It was a good way to fight back. Now, but I, am I didn't work up- for Blockbuster. Now, I am looking this up quick here, and it says Netflix brick-and-mortar could happen in 2025. Uh, The stores would uh, sell items around its popular shows, have in-store dining, and there may be live events associated with their popular series. (laughs) Okay. So it's like a gift shop slash restaurant? It's like a Disney store. Yeah. It's like like the M&M store for movies. That's the impression I'm getting. Is this Hollywood? Sounds like Planet Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever, I'd go. Let's wrap up this episode yeah, so go. I can go play I'll in go the check snow. It out. Okay, we'll be back. We're going to watch Frozen next time. So if you haven't seen Frozen, go out and watch it so you'll be ready because we're going to spoil. <laughs> we're going to spoil it. Yeah, hey, and hey. listen to uh, the TV and movie trivia podcast. I, since being a guest have now yeah. put it in my regular rotation of listening. It is, 
I I am a steady listener up to this point. You will not be disappointed. And it's everywhere, right? Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, pretty much everywhere you can get a podcast, right? Yep, yep. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, we love Thank it. you so yeah, much for coming on the show, Brian. Thank you, listeners, for coming on this long journey with us once again. And thank you to all our players and final girl. Congratulations, Cecilia Pate, our final girl this time. Uh, that's it, Alex. Is, is that bittersweet music playing that tells us it's the end of the show? Or is this the time when we... Do you hear we, that? We, uh, Off in the we distance? Profess. Do you I, hear it's, oh, is it? I think I hear kangaroo sleigh bells. Do you guys hear that? What? Hear what? That? Man, please, please no. It is so specific. <laughs> it's a very please specific no. sleigh bell sound, <laughs> is it not? It, it very. It doesn't sound like your traditional sleigh bells at, at all. It kind of has uh-huh. that Aussie accent to it, but it, uh, I can hear it. Uh-huh. Oh, oh! Oh, guys. Oh, sorry. I was, I was just hit by a dead koala. Ah, I guess. I guess there he goes. There he goes. Bye, wallaby claws. Oh, oh bye. Her. Smell of of Don't rotting koalas. Call your mothers. Uh, <laughs> look, he left us with a nice, nice little. T- Don't forget to call your mother. See, he's usually all about safety. If you're not a if you're not a frequent listener, Wallaby Wanker is usually all about safety. Wallaby Claws, he's just about calling uh-huh. your mom and giving you koalas. <laughs> well, sure, because he's got to call his mom and be like, right. "It was the worst day at work today. I, I, <laughs> some of the koalas died." Wallaby Claws, mom. is it working more? Uh, mom, I killed right. some of the Wait, koalas. I'm sorry. Was I hearing that right? Is it Wallaby Claws or Wallaby Koalas? It's Wallaby <laughs> Claws, <laughs> but uh, I like that Wallaby Claws. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's the show, everybody. Merry Christmas. Uh, whoa, 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 Alex. <laughs> you forgot the part where you tell me that you oh, love I me. Oh, I do love you. I love doing the show I do me. love you, and I do love doing Is the show Is it because you don't love me anymore? No, Is that I, love you. I love you. I love you Because I don't want to make you say it if you don't mean it. Let's just say I love you as much as I ever did. I... Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's pretty good. That's I don't know how to take that, Alex. Yeah, it sounds good to me. I don't know. Guess what, Alex? Yeah. I love you, and I hope you get everything you want for Christmas and that all oh. your Christmas wishes come true. Oh, Same to you, Brian. All my Christmas wishes? Christmas? Uh, all Christmas my Christmas wishes. wishes? I'm sorry, did you say you love oh. me too? <laughs> the Chris- yeah. I meant the Christmas wishes part. Brian, we're not quite there yet. Gotcha, I mean, it doesn't gotcha, mean gotcha. that in time we couldn't find our way to a loving relationship, but, you know, maybe after our fourth or even fifth time on TV and movie trivia pod, we'll get there to where we can drop the L-bomb. Yeah, <laughs> Be for, here before you for, know it. it. I think that's <laughs> kind of the, the norm here in the United States is uh, fourth uh, podcast appearance. That's... That's when the magic happens. That's love. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mazel tov. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, thank you to everyone for listening to another episode of Slasher. I hardly know her. Please tell your friends all about it. That's how we grow. Yeah, sure. Share our stuff. But if you just tell your buddy, hey, you should listen to this podcast because it's great. Don't even feel bad about lying to him because he'll find some value. I promise you. Yeah.
if there's one thing I know about slasher villains, it's that they have a soft spot for safety and for holiday wallabies. <laughs> anyway, let's not forget about the holiday wallabies. <laughs> <laughs>